Welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. Wise Guys is your home to interact with the worldwide community of BYU fans in a variety of ways. We're your hosts, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. What you're about to hear is the audio recording from our weekly live broadcast. We invite you to join us for the show live every week to chat with us and with other BYU fans. You can find the schedule and watch live at wiseguys.com. That's ysguys.com. Thanks for listening and go Cougs. Hey, happy Tuesday. The Wise Guys are back. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler, we hope you've had a great week. I know you've had a great week. How's everyone in Jamaica? They good? They said for me to tell you hello. And uh, (laughs) and, hey, Jamaica is still, it's all about sun and sand and no we had we had a phenomenal time we we went out paddle boarding and i'm 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 a big enough person to admit that brenda challenged me to tennis yeah which you shouldn't have accepted no, which i shouldn't have accepted because we all know she's a better tennis player than i am right we played two sets it was 90 degrees and 95 percent humidity and she won six four six four yeah that's who i had to bet yeah. on yeah and then she made me she makes me run from one side of the court to the other side and i'm just trying to get it back and i'm hitting it back to her and then so finally, in the second set, I just stopped running over there. And she said, are you not even What do you mean? Over? You just stopped moving? Well, if she hit it where I couldn't, like I, I got tired of running after the ball. And she said, you're not even going to try? That's, not, said, that's called pool now. You went from tennis to pool in the same no, game. She, she said, you're not even going to try? And I said, if that's how you're going to hit it, I'm not going to try. Yeah. Like, if you want to actually have a good match, then hit it back so, to me. So you became a poor sport? Yep. All right. And, well, and she still won six four six. Yeah. Well, we're glad you made it back safely. As you so. can see, we've got uh, we've got extra seats here. Yes, exciting. Uh, it's like family dinner, and the half of the family has hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> well, they're here, and um, Marie Osmond's going to be sitting right here. And uh, yeah, there that's he is. Marie. You just and heard her. Robbie Bosco's going to be sitting right over he's, there. He's on his way. He just texted me. And and later in the show, uh, Marie is going to interview. Robbie and yes. Steve Young helped write some of the questions. Yeah. And then we're just here to try and make sure that things don't go off the rails. If it really goes off the rails, <laughs> it's our job to bring it back. We are, we are going to try to hold this together. And, uh, and Steve Craig's here, Marie's husband. And this is kind of, we've never disclosed where our studio is. No, and we're still but not. This is, this is back in the hood for, for them. Yeah. From many, many years ago. Well, it's back in the, it's, it's in the hood for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> From from a long long time ago, St- Steve and Marie and I and Robbie and St- Steve Young and all of us were here at school at the same time together. Back yeah. when Provo seemed like a small town, so yeah, um, yeah it's it, it's it's like kind of like a family reunion. It really is. We just finished up after further review over on BYU TV. Um, we we broke down a lot of guys. Uh, ben Bywater, yes, big year coming up. Jacob Conover, Pepe Tanavasa, Isaac Rex. We spent a lot of time on Isaac, and you can watch it again on the BYU TV app anytime. But, uh, but we've also been watching Isaac in practice. He's coming back from that brutal ankle injury. Yeah. Do you expect him to be in the starting lineup on September 3rd? I, I do, and, and what, what's happened with Isaac is they're giving him limited play count. So when practice starts, he has a certain number of plays that he can be involved in, and they keep track of it. Literally, they keep a tally. Yeah. When he hits that number, he's done. For the day, just to make sure that they bring him along slowly and he doesn't re-injure it or aggravate it. And then um, each day he gets a few more plays. So Isaac told us that that this next week, so game week, we're two weeks away, he's full go, full reps, ready to go. And And he has looked good, so... Um, let's go. That's big. Yeah. That's just, if, if he can stay healthy, he's got All-American potential, and uh, he's a complete mismatch for, for most teams because it's 6'6", and those long, long, like he looks like go-go gadget arms. Um, he's 
We watched on AFR. If you didn't see AFR today, make sure you go to the uh, on your app and download it and watch it again. Um, he's if he's one on one on our safety or corner, he's open. Yeah. You can't guard him. So we love Tuesdays because we tape after further review, and then we we come over here and we do our show. For for Marie, that'd be like she does the Donnie and Marie show in the afternoon, and then just comes over and does the Marie show in prime See, time. For I everybody. had to go from AFR taping right to taping the BYU radio podcast for 30 minutes and then come to this today. Were you interesting? Did you make it good? No. <laughs> well, no, I, I can't wait to listen to that. I, tr- I, try, I tried to be as, as best that I could, Dave. All right, let's tease the show. It's a week of fine-tuning at BYU. Coming up tonight, our assessment of the team's first fall scrimmage, which was back on Saturday, and what happens between now and kickoff at South Florida on September 3rd. Yeah, the preseason AP Top 25 is out and BYU's in it. Um, not quite where we thought they would be. We've had a day to digest this. Mm-hmm. We'll break it down with what we like and don't like about it. And I'm just going to say there's not much I like about it. The only thing I like about it is that they're in it. So we'll break it yeah. down. World-class entertainer and BYU football fan Marie Osmond's live in our studio. we got a lot to talk about, a lot of questions, a lot of similarities between performing on stage and on the football field. And we're going to tie them all yeah, together tonight. I can't, I can't wait to talk to her about... And if, it, if you have a football moment, question for Marie, by the, the way, just moment, get on our fo- thing and focus. send it in to us. I think that's something that's universal. I can't wait to talk to her about that. Like, w- the bigger the moment, how do you focus? Because yeah. athletes have to do that. If the quarterback can't do that, if the point guard can't do it, if the entertainer up on stage can't do it, you're lost. Like, how so do you she's, even... She's had to do that thousands and thousands and thousands of times, so she can relate. How, I'm, I'm how interested do you remember the you words? This. Let's say you go out there in front of a football stadium and, and you've got some songs to sing... And we just assume you're just going to always remember the words, you know, but sometimes we'll get there and, and you might forget the route you're supposed to throw to, or yeah. we might forget what's going on and, in a game. And you know what happens when you're playing quarterback and you forget what you're supposed to do? Something not good. You get sacked. You get smacked <laughs> in the face. Speaking of quarterbacks. Yeah. Let's talk about quarterbacks. National champion quarterback Robbie Bosco is also in studio tonight. Marie's going to interview him. Yes, she is. Uh, with, with a little help from Super Bowl MVP Steve Young, I talked to Steve this week, and he he gave us uh, some questions to help us out on this that he passed along to Marie. So look out. This is going to be fun. Um, by the way, Robbie and I were roommates in the dorms together as freshmen. Oh, yeah. He, he lied to me and told me that he was going to be really fun and be a party guy. Like on our show tonight and I, or and, just in general? And I lied to him <laughs> and told him that I was going to be – I was really quiet, and all I wanted to do was study. Right. And you lied to your supervisors that you'd be in by curfew. So no, hey, it, hey, it goes all the way. Our dorm room was the model dorm room when um, Sister Pierce was her name. We called her Sister Fierce because when she took her teeth out, <laughs> she looked fierce. <laughs> sure but, she did. But Sister Fierce, the dorm mother, when parents would come, she wouldn't take them to their own kids' room. She'd bring them to our room because it was so clean she couldn't believe it. Wow. We're model dorm mates. New York Jets are breathing a sigh of relief tonight after Zach Wilson's knee surgery earlier today. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll break that down. That's my other job. I play a doctor on the during the week. That's right. So I also had on the show, it's the first day of roster cuts in the NFL. We'll update you on the former Cougars trying to make teams uh, where you can watch them this week and when you can watch them this week. But more importantly, who's still in and who's out? Yeah. Marie's going to join us in about six minutes. We're going to give everybody time to log on. And, uh, and you can hit the uh, purple Twitch button at the bottom. That will send you to uh, where you can sign up uh, for a free Twitch account, which will then allow you to engage with us, can ask us questions and, yep. and all of that stuff. We see, a lot of you, we see a lot of you on board already. 
Um, and uh, that's that I, someone was saying that's that Marie's screaming in the background. Awesome. So you got thumbs up on that one, Marie. <laughs> um, and BYU Sports Addict said, this is a fun idea. I love it. Um, so we're going to give it a yeah. shot and have some fun. All right, let's do our countdowns as we do each week. 11 days until the first college football games. Two BYU opponents are on the week zero schedule for August 27th. Utah State hosts UConn. That should be an easy win yep. for the Aggies. Yep. Wyoming's at Illinois. I don't know who's going to win that one. Yeah, that, that's, you never know that's with Illinois. Wyoming's been pretty good the last couple of years. Hey, what, what are the things we will mention about the top 25? Now nah, we'll cover it later. We'll cover it later. But I was going to say four BYU opponents are ranked. Utah State's not ranked, but I would not be surprised if Utah State's ranked before the end of the season. And I would not be surprised if Boise State, who is not ranked, isn't there. So if, if it all pans out, BYU could play six ranked teams this year. That's, that's a schedule like none other for BYU. It's pre- yeah. pretty impressive. It'll be so, great. So um, a 18 days until BYU's uh, season opener at South Florida on September September 3rd. Uh, we'll, we'll be there for you with countdown to kickoff two hours prior to kickoff, um, and the Cougs will be ready to play in Raymond James Stadium down there. Hello from southwest New Mexico. Does that sound like Larry King? Hello, southwest New Mexico. Yeah, Thank does. you for it being does. on with us. <laughs> so. uh, 25 days until the home opener against Baylor. On September 10th, and so we're expecting some F-15s to fly over. We'll get more details on that next yep. week. When yep. Oh, yeah, when we're going to Major gonna Clark squadron leader. Heyman comes in and yeah. talks to us about that. Six days until our Wise Guys watch party, uh, the Falcons and the Jets on ESPN. Uh, that's Monday, August 22nd, 6 p.m. So we know Ty- Algiers going to play. Gonna Zach's play out. He's healthy. Zach's out, which is so really So maybe we'll just do it for first half or something. Yeah. We'll, a little watch we'll, party. We'll keep you guys posted on what we're going to do with that one. Falcons and the Jets on ESPN. Uh, but but to be with us on wiseguys.com and Twitch. to we'll, we'll break the game down as it's going on. Watch it with us. All right. Five so. minutes until Marie Osmond. Let's get into our Wise Guys headlines. DJ, will you fire up some of that video? Football practice, another workout today. Scrimmage was back on Saturday. No injuries in the scrimmage, which is good news. No season injuries so far in camp. There's Kalani Sataki coming in. So how does Jaron a, Hall. How does a man with a baby that young look that refreshed? Again? <laughs> he's like Superman. Yeah, he's, he's su- Superman. He is Superman. Here so. come the Cougars. They, they wanted to get a lot of work in with some younger players yeah. so like jaron hall was in on 25 plays chris brooks few carries yeah yeah so the headliners didn't play puka nakua dallin holker gunner romney keenan peely so we're talking about bonafide stars that that know like do we really need to see if keenan peely can tackle no so so those players were held out for precautionary reasons just keep them healthy that's part of the goal of camp so kalani said afterwards he it was give and take on both sides he was happy with how things went, he said he's really happy with the talent on this team across the board. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me because you always hear about um, BYU and people say, well, they're just so fundamentally good. They're so physical up front. Man, if they just had the speed in the back end and a wide receiver to match up with some of these teams. I'm telling you right now, that's we got to stop saying that because that's not, that's a, not a, tr- a true statement any longer. BYU secondary is as fast as any in the country, and these freshman corners they brought in, these guys can flat out fly. And you've got two two on each side. So you've got four corners right now, all with NFL talent, that can all run with any corners in the country. And I'm not I'm talking any corners in the country at any place. Jaron Hall said after the scrimmage, our defense is the best defense I've gone against in my five years at BYU. Yeah. And that, that tells you about the kind of team speed on that defense. You got three NFL backers, maybe four, and the D line is really is really coming in. You know, Kalani mentioned it was give and take. Um the defense thinks that they won that scrimmage on Saturday. And I'm not saying I'm biased, but 
I do have a defensive coach that lives at my house, and he he said the defense had a really really good day. So, um, hey, it, keep Jaron healthy is a really really important aspect of what they're doing, not just during fall camp. Yeah, but it should be like every day, yeah. twenty four so, hours. So Cougar stats tweeted out that since two thousand nine. Only two BYU quarterbacks have started every game for an entire season. Taysom Hill did it in 2013, and Zach Wilson did it in 2020. So Taysom went eight and five. He faced seven P5 opponents. Zach went 11 and one during that COVID year when all six of the P5 games got canceled, and they just put a schedule together and and kind of were the talk of the country. Uh, BYU is going to face five P5s this fall. Yeah, and uh, and remember, Jaron Hall went six and one against a, a P5 foes last year. Right, so, and so BYU just, is a P five, so they're fighting yeah. their peers. So, hey, I don't even know even worry about that. And after last season when BYU won the Pac twelve, <laughs> the South at least, they what do you mean they won the Pac twelve? I guess they won the whole they thing. They beat the Pac twelve South champ who won the Pac twelve. That's true, that's true. Does that never trailed against those did, guys? Are, what was their record in the Pac twelve? Five and zero. Oh. They're five and zero, oh, and, and, and they beat the South champ who went on and won the championship. Yeah. They won the Pac-12 championship last year, I that think. That's pretty good. Blake Freeland, 6'8", 305-pound junior left tackle. He might be bigger than that. Named All-America first team by The Athletic. Yeah, so now you've got um, up front, you've got All-American preseason honors for Blake Freeland, and you also have All-American preseason honors for Clark Barrington at that left guard. How about that left side of BYU's offensive line? Both big-time NFL prospects. Just run to the left. One, one draft expert had Blake Freeland as the number one offensive lineman taken in the draft and, and projected him as the number five pick. He, he's a freak. Like, if, if you watch him on film, 6'8", 305-pound guys are not supposed to run and move like that. But, but you've got to remember, this is a guy that played quarterback in high school. Yeah. He was a 6'7", 240-pound quarterback in high school. That's amazing. Un- unbelievable skill set. And people just, guys that big aren't supposed to be able to move like that, but he can, and that makes him a very, very special commodity. And Chris Brooks is, can't wait. Yeah, Get behind get those behind two guys. Line. On third and one, I say run behind those two guys. Absolutely. Or run to the other side because they're just as big over there. Exactly. The AP Top 25 poll is out. BYU's number 25. Um, future Big 12 members, Houston and Cincinnati, are um, just ahead of them. Uh, but let's look at it real quick, and then we'll get Marie on here in a couple of minutes. So Alabama's number one. They open against Utah State, who BYU will right, host right. in Provo. Maybe and then a better game than you think. Ohio State's number two. They're going to open against Notre Dame. That's, that's a that's great a big game. One. That's a great first-week game. Georgia opens against Oregon. That's another great, great cross-country rivalry. That should be a great one because Oregon's, um, you know, Got, got a lot of preseason publicity. They're 11 in this poll. I don't know if Clemson should be number four, but they got Notre Dame at five, Texas like, A&M like, oh, at six. Overrated. You're doing that. I, I, I know they weren't, they weren't that good last year. Yeah. Utah's seven. That's too high, I think. Um, they got, they've got a lot of production back, and they were good, and they won the Pac-12, Pac-12 last year. And their schedule, strength of schedule is 106. Yeah, so they're going to win a lot of games, so yeah. who knows. Yeah. Then you got Michigan, Oklahoma. How's about Baylor sitting at number 10? Yeah, Baylor's at BYU September 10th for the home opener. That's going to be a great revenge match. And Baylor's going to be a big-time rival for BYU in the future in, in, the, Pac- in the Big 12. And then right so, next to Baylor. Yeah, you've got Oregon, who BYU plays. <laughs> the following at, week. At home. So they have... They have 10 and 11 coming into Provo um, in back-to-back weeks. I I, actually, cool. we'll go to Eugene. So we got oh, wait, we go to Eugene right, on the 17th. Right. Sorry, I, that I got that note wrong. Uh, but at Baylor at home and then and then Oregon. How about how about back-to-back preseason top 11 teams? So And they play Notre Dame, who's number five. So three top 11 teams. and Arkansas is 19, and they're at BYU on October 15th. Right. 
Right. And like, as I mentioned, I, I think that at some point you'll see either Utah State or Boise State, if not both, ranked at some point this season. They've got a lot of talent coming back. So they can win a bunch of games. And how about that for BYU's schedule? That's going to be fun. BYU 25th. How does a team that finished um, in the top 15 and returns the most production of any team in the country this season not ranked in the top 15 preseason? I have no idea. Yeah, it's, I was USC ranked 14th. They went four and eight last yeah, year. It, it's it's preseason bias and and I think it's P5 bias, a little bit of East Coast bias, but that all goes away when BYU gets into the Big 12 next year and, and they go out and win a Big 12 championship and they have a bunch of people coming back. Nobody will question them. They'll be a top 10 team. So the that, first college football playoff poll, the big one, that'll be released on November 1st. Selection yep. Sunday is December 4th on ESPN. So there you go. that's the poll. Let's see if we can uh, have Marie... Come in. She she was ready before. Yeah. Have her, yeah, yeah, she's, she's in. been in our green room. Come she's on in, Marie. <laughs> How's our green room? Oh, this is so great. I have to give you a hug. So while Marie's settling in. Yeah, that's it's a weekly gun show. It, we should get those sponsored. Marie, is what we Marie should do. Is gonna, Marie's going to help me get rid of the gut, though. That's what she told me. <laughs> well, she's got. So. And Marie was nicer. I told, I told, I told you guys. My wife said if I want to lose fifteen pounds, cut off my head, and that would be fifteen pounds of ugly fat. Yeah, that's not true. Mar- Marie was nicer and said. Brenda's never said that. She was nicer and said, "I can help you lose that belly fat." So, I, so I think the key, the key exercise. We've talked about this before. I, I, I do a lot of bench and curls and all this stuff, Marie. But the thing that I need to do is pushaways. Push away from the refrigerator. Push away from the cupboard. It's, it's, especially at <laughs> no. 11, 11 o'clock at night, my pushaways, I've been, I've been neglecting my pushaways. Well, that's okay. Just give yourself a cutoff date. There you or, go. Or a time. Just say yep, after yep. 7 o'clock, <laughs> Our first guest is known for her singing, acting, dancing, writing, fundraising, mothering, grandmothering, <laughs> and for surviving eight brothers. Oh, my goodness. Also, the only person to ever appear on The Wise Guys who has starred in her own Super Bowl commercial. 2003 for Pepsi Twist. She's a former BYU student, longtime BYU fan, and it's our pleasure to welcome Marie Osmond to the show. Okay, you guys, this is so exciting. I don't hear me. Like, yeah, so let's get you. Let's get is DJ to hit that. See, that's the there showbiz in me. Oh, well, there, there we go. You go. Okay, you have to be heard. Okay, you guys, seriously, when you asked me to do this, yeah, I I told my manager Greg, you know Greg Sparrow, yeah. yes, we know. I Greg. said, are you kidding me? In all the years that I have done interviews and we're, we're talking thousands okay oh yes i have never done one like this before nobody's ever wanted to know my sports mind well this is you've come <laughs> well, to the two so, you come to the two right guys so the the, the this show <laughs> marie and we're just we're just getting going on it but but as you know dave, dave and i have been covering byu on in te- on television for better part of 30 years right together. And, i know and we just thought let's bring together the largest group of of byu fans in the world on a global podcast global live stream that's basis. so cool and then when we just thought marie's part of the history of byu too we were all here <laughs> here together and dave's like we should have marie on i'm like we absolutely should have marie on that would be so fun hey oh. lady marie from colorado says hello marie coming to the show saturday night over oh and boy yeah we're doing oh, a syrah that's yeah. right yeah i'm gonna have an orchestra there my band uh outdoors have a few surprises kind yeah. of exciting that's oh, cool that's and i you know the thing is is it's daytime 
And so you don't, you can't bring the kind of production that you would normally bring, but we're going to bring the music and the fun and the yeah. laughter. It'll be awesome. And I don't do a lot of these, but it'll be fun. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Look, 2003. <laughs> Let's go back to 2003. Now we're, now we're talking sports and I know. stuff. Fun I stuff. Tampa Bay is playing Oakland in the Super Bowl. And you have a commercial that airs during the game for Pepsi Twist. Do you remember that? <laughs> I sure do. Uh, now, I, went, I had to Google Pepsi Twist. There that's what it looks like for those who are watching. Uh, it's Pepsi got- with a little twist of lemon. Yes. And the idea of the commercial was that the Osmonds turn into the Osbournes. And, uh, <laughs> like Ozzy and everybody? The Osbournes unzipped, and there was, was Donnie and Marie. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and then Ozzy went crazy. And then it was my idea at the very end to have him wake up and say, Sharon! And it was um, Florence Henderson. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is, but, and, Go to YouTube. You'll, you can find it. Somewhere. I mean, everybody, people watch the Super Bowl. For the ads. Oh, I know. I mean, because the commercials such, are the such, best. It's, such a, it's so much more entertaining because the game's typically not that great. Well, I love the games. So, well, when we got Steve Young playing, you know, yeah. when Steve was getting that, he had that giant monkey on his back. I agree. When Steve got that monkey off his back and the Niners won with him in the controls. Like that game, I I was okay if the Niners won by 100. <laughs> yeah. But but most games we watch, they're not as competitive as, as one. A lot of people no, watch it no. for the ads. So they, they come to you and they say, hey, we want you to do a Super Bowl ad. Did you have a concept of... Well, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I said, let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how was Ozzy all the way back then? This was just a few years ago, back to 2003. Basically the same. <laughs> so did, did you get to go to the Super Bowl that year because you had an ad at the Super Bowl? No, actually we didn't. Um, we I can't remember what I was doing, but I knew I had something to do. But I watched it. I you always, did, did, always you, watch you it. Well, yeah. we think it's cool that you were in a Super Bowl yeah. ad. That, that's, that's next that's level. Is that like? Is that like make my my thing with you? Is that like? Cool? It really it brings you into everything <laughs> it, it, that it, it we've you, dreamed of. With the sports fans, it gives you street cred, right? Yeah, as, as big as it could get. That's yeah, street it's cred. Cool. Well, I was on a Super Bowl ad, so there you go. <laughs> so you're a student at BYU back in the heyday. At Jim McMahon's quarterback, Steve mm-hmm. Young, Danny Ainge, Steve Craig on the my basketball husband. team, Devin Durant, Tina Gunn was lighting it up. I love Tina Gunn. Women's hoops. Wally Joyner's over playing baseball with Rick Aguilera yeah, and Marie Cor- Osborne. Corey, Corey Snyder was there. <laughs> Corey that time yeah, too. Corey like, was yeah, there. Corey was there. What is us? the vibe on campus back then? I know, then? right? Crazy. I mean, it was like it was like BYU was on fire. The yeah. campus in all sports. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And so, you know, to be there during that time, it was kind of like the heyday, the eighties, mm-hmm. the cool the cool years. Miami we, Vice we was know, on TV. We all know those, right? <laughs> yeah, those were, cool. <laughs> those were glory years. Dave's a, little, Dave's a little younger than us, Marie, but not. But I'm much. catching up. Wait, how old are you? Fifty-five. Oh, please. Yeah, exactly. I, he's still older than me. So, so I've heard all your songs. <laughs> but uh, Sometimes I have to remind him of what's real. My first concert, my first concert was when the Osmonds played at the Marriott Center. It was oh, back yeah. during the um, Crazy Horses was the big song. That's right. And uh, was that was my hate, first was rock an... concert. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> and then we saw Journey and some of those others in the in yeah. the. Hey, they, used, they used to bring back in our day in the '80s. They brought big bands into the Marriott Center. All oh, they the brought time. everything. Yeah. That's they, the one of the thing I loved about BYU is it was all the arts. I mean, they, they it was sports, arts, everything. It was the yeah. best. And Marie, Marie, you knew Kyle Whittingham and the Whittingham sure. clan back in those <laughs> days when Kyle was there, the head coach at Utah now. I lived at the Whittingham's house. Robbie also lived up there at one time. Oh, you so, did? Yeah, Robbie Bosco did. Where's Robbie? Did, not here. Yeah. He's, not uh, he's here. coming. He's coming. He's coming. Okay. But anyhow, he lived up there as well. And no, Steve was just saying yes. Yeah, jer- <laughs> jer- Journey, Journey was in at the Marriott Center, and we were sitting up there lamenting that. And we Brian did, we, Adams was a yeah, warm up. You're right. Brian Adams was a warm up for. Journey. It was great. And best concert. We, we didn't have yeah. tickets. Didn't yeah. have tickets. And Nancy Whittingham, Kyle's mom, um, Big Fred's wife. 
she comes in and says, what are you guys talking about? And uh, we're like, well, we, we don't have journey tickets. We don't have any money. We wanted to go. She goes, have you guys not learned? Dress up right now. Get dressed. Look like respectable. We're going down there. You just follow me. We will walk right into that place. We're like, are you serious right now? Her. She says, yeah, that's what we will do. And we go, okay. So she walks us. She just looks right at the guy, waves at him, says, come on. We walked right into the Marriott Center. And stood on the concourse and watched the Journey concert because we acted like we were new. I've been doing that ever since. I figured out if I put a suit on and a little makeup, I can walk into any sporting event well, in the country or any. Then event you in the can country. be an entertainer because you yeah. just pretend you know what you're doing. I, no. might, I, might, <laughs> I might walk into the Sarah. I might walk into the Sarah Shell and watch. We'll just try it. Watch, just say, walk yeah. right in. Walk right in. But, but that that place was probably the most terrifying place I ever performed. Marriott Center. Center. Well, and you were yeah. a student while you had to. Well, what, that's what was that the reason? Like? Yeah. Because it was like, well, BYU. Long story. We'll get into some of the questions, but you know, it was a calculated move to move to Provo. Yeah. And initially, by when your parents. We, uh, yeah, yeah. And really, the family, because they wanted us. They, the network, wanted us to have it in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. because it was much closer to the airport. And remember that drive used to be deathly because oh. there was nothing oh, in yeah. between, yeah. right? Yeah. And there was the prison, and that was that it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it felt like you were in a prison driving it uh-huh. for yes. the celebrities that would come. But I remember um, we chose Provo, Orem, Provo Orem, because of BYU. And they knew that, you know, I never had a normal childhood. No. I, I'm normal. And, uh, <laughs> but BYU was the only place where I got to experience that. And, you know, you guys got to go to... High, you know what elementary school junior high Orem high school exactly all of those things all that, and I, mean, I, grew, I grew up in Most, new york nobody's normal from new york <laughs> but you have that normal school right, life right, i never yeah. did i had a teacher in me and you know it was that was it so now you're in your english lit class at byu are you I'm are you out like of your normal. mind or are you feeling like you got it all together well i i, I felt like a normal person the, the, I, some of my best friends are still the people i met at byu yeah and uh I, they started treating me so normal. I learned how to take notes. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> and um, You've got people when, to take notes. When they said we're performing at the Marriott Center, I thought, oh, crap. They're going to see me as the entertainer and not as their friend. And you were worried about and that. And I was worried about that. I wanted to just have my friends treat me normal, but they did. They were so cool. But, man, that was a, that was a scary show to be amongst your peers, I guess, is what you feel like in, yeah. in high school. So when you're college. in class and they say, so what are you doing tonight? You're like, well, I'm... I'm the show that you're going to see. <laughs> I know. Is that how I don't that, know. What are you doing tonight? Went? Don't go to the Marriott Center. <laughs> could, could, you, could you go? When, so you were at BYU. You, you felt like there was some sense of normalcy there. Could you just go to games with your friends? And did, did you get to do that while you were here? Look, this, this place, BYU, was the only place I ever felt normal. And um, I got to go to the games. I mean, there weren't very many people that went there at that time, especially being LDS. Mm-hmm. So we all dated each other. Yes. And so, you know, you did. <laughs> Maria and I were talking about this before we, we got a long list before of show, questions we about that. About but it was, so. but you're right. It was, it was, I went to the games, uh, all of them, you know, we went to the concerts, uh, Cougar Eat. I mean, come on, you know, yes. that's where I, okay, BYU ruined me because I fell in love with the creamery yeah. and ice cream is now my go-to all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're that, still cranking that, it out. Every day. That's where I'd go, man. It was so fun. So you dated everybody. I think we've come to that conclusion. <laughs> no. we, yeah. 
Uh, My brothers so, did. I didn't. Jeff Judkins, yeah, Je- who Je- just retired. Steve, Steve told us before that that's Jay majored in dating. Yeah. That, was, <laughs> that, that was his Jay subject. <laughs> well, Jeff Judkins retired as as the basketball coach, all time winning as coach. Um, and we were talking to him one day, and we were talking about you, and um, and we were talking about Danny Vrains. Jeff and Vrains were big high school recruits out of Salt Lake City. Jeff was a little older, so he comes down on a recruiting trip and right. ends up going to the U. Danny Vrains comes down on a recruiting trip. And in, according to Jeff, uh, among the things... What, what did Jeff say? He yeah, said, among the things... I want to see if that, this is verified, because Jeff's told us a lot of crap. Yeah, I'll tell, yeah. You, I'll tell you if it's crap. But he said that uh, <laughs> Danny was set up with you on a date... Uh, while he was on his recruiting trip, and he's like going, yeah, Danny comes down, and she goes out with Marie Osmond. I didn't get Marie Osmond when I came down, as, and Danny ended up going to the U as well. Right. So the question is, but, but, but what one happened? Of the, one of them, you know, saved themselves and came back. That's yeah. true. That's Jeff true. Did. Jeff did see the light and come back. But, but, and, but the reason I bring that up is because he also dated um, Devin Durant. Yeah, I think what we're you just were moving from is, one star to the next is because I was, I, you know, I mean, our show was in worldwide, different la- 17 yeah. languages and stuff. So they, I think BYU loved the fact that I said, hey, use me. I'll help you bring sure. people in. Well, whatever. Jeff so got, I brought a lot of different people in, but <laughs> but he's yeah, he was. Jeff said he got ripped off. He, felt he, got Jeff, ripped off. he felt he got. <laughs> Well, see, he's here now because he's still hoping to have that date. It's yes. not going to happen. It is not going <laughs> to happen. Happening. That time has come and gone. She <laughs> has a basketball player. <laughs> now, Devin Durant. That's a good one. Devin yeah. Durant. I want to uh, hear about What's, this because Devin. <laughs> what was Devin Durant like? We, he's, no one could stop him on the basketball floor. Uh, he, he, was the lead, he was the nation's he, leading scorer. Yeah. yeah he, right? Phenomenal. He, yeah. he, he was forward. You yeah, know? he was a forward. And, and he was that way in dating, too. <laughs> So we're gonna have him on the show, and yeah, we're gonna have some follow ups. Devin's gonna kill me, but you can ask Julie, his wife. I mean, we talk about it all the time. How, how was how was <laughs> your the position never left? Yeah. How, how, yes, he was. How was your date with Devin? That's what we want to know. You know what, Devin is is great. I love Devin. As a matter of fact, before the show coming up, uh, Julie and Devin I, we're, and my husband were all gonna go to dinner. Oh, nice. But um, you know the thing with Devin. So who didn't love George? His right, George. Oh, yeah. I mean, he his was classes, the MTC president when I was right. Through there. His classes were just oh, everybody he, he wanted religion from from George. But the thing that was so cool is really that relationship with Devin. It was my parents' relationships with with uh, his parents, and George. I got to know George not just in in his teaching, you know, person, but off off that too he my dad would have him come on our plane and he'd fly with us and he was so stinking funny you guys oh yeah <laughs> oh he's God. fast talks oh, fast and, Devin, so and Devin is has that satire that that yes. yeah that is so funny but um we went out and um it was interesting because you know we were popular at that time right. people would ask sure. for an autograph yeah. and the waiter came over and said there's a couple people over here that love to get your autograph and i immediately said oh sure that's absolutely fine when they walked over to the table they said uh devin can we have yours uh, <laughs> that's fantastic and i was like okay all yeah. right this is good now, i feel really now stupid. you know what what the what but you it didn't work with. out with devin yeah. because um the biggest problem was when we held hands yeah it was like this yeah my, my arm was he's so no. tall well, and, and, yeah, that's exactly what, what is you're, he, six, seven, you're, six, eight? He's six, Are you five, four, five, five? I'm five, five. Yeah, five, five. Yeah. So, yeah. Six, seven. Yeah, he's six, seven, six, but eight. But he, he is the most lovely guy. Yes, he is. And, uh, I mean, to, I, I seriously, my husband and I went, he is the church's Sunday school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. and we just <laughs> we're just so proud of him and oh, we yeah. I, we love them so much so you didn't go out with kyle whittingham but promise Wait. me you called him after the cougars beat him last year <laughs> Pro- promise me you did something because okay, you're friends you know what you know what i did yeah. i i I, I'm not a bad sport. No. I'm, I'm a good person. Yes, you I are. just went to his front lawn, and I started singing Tongan songs. <laughs> For Kalani? <laughs> she knows it. Yeah. So, did he call the police, or did he just enjoy it? No. Realize it's- <laughs> so you, you, did, you never dated Kyle. I know that you didn't do that. You, you did date Steve Young, though? No? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah We're going to talk about that. More than one date with Steve? Um, um, I don't know. Because Steve feels like he... Steve feels she like he, he bombed on the first day. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> I, I, I tried Young. Steve Young. I tried. Yeah, Steve's Robbie's going, here. What? Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, we're going to get to Steve Craig here in a second. So, yeah. uh, and we're going to no, talk we, about this we went date. Out. We later. went out. We did. Yeah. I'll tell you about yeah, it. We'll, tell, yeah, like, yeah, we'll, we'll get Robbie in here. And we'll how did you, uh, and I promise you this is a sports interview, but how, um, how did you manage to go on dates when you had a bodyguard? How'd that work? You were so. How did you hear about that? What it's okay. So no. here's word all over town. Okay, so sources. I am Okay, that song. <laughs> I learned. I had to have a bodyguard. It was right. during a time that there was, you know, some crazy things going on. And what age were you? And he lived 16 in our house when you had a bodyguard. Yeah, when 16. I when I started dating. The formula of years. You have a bodyguard. Yeah, well, I I was dating. Yeah. He lived at our house. Our, my dad made sure he would wear his lava lava. Yes. You know, around the house and sing songs. And unfortunately, I only learned the men's choreography. I didn't ever oh, learn the yeah. women's. <laughs> but he. When I first started to date, I mean, nobody had my phone number, right? right? And so I'd, they'd be setups, and I would get ready, and then the, the boy, the, he wouldn't show up. And that happened for several months. They got scared or what? Yeah, they just wouldn't show up. And I, I finally went to my dad, and I said, I don't know if they're trying to hurt my feelings. I don't know what's going on here, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bugged. This hurts me. <laughs> and <laughs> my dad goes, that's just weird. And he goes, don't worry, honey. And my dad went outside. I had another one. I guess he was in the bushes. And one of your dates? Yeah, just to see bushes? if they came up or if they were doing something stupid or whatever. And he was hiding out. And he said um, that Devon, my bodyguard, Devon Taua, he answered the door in his lava lava. And, and the guy would go, is this the Osmond's house? And Devon would say, do I look like an Osmond? <laughs> and it slammed it. Was, well, I'd go he running was, too. He was, do, he was doing his he job. He did it with my brothers, uh, egg, egging them oh, on yeah. him on to do it. And so, um, yeah, that's a good story that Devon yeah. and I have to this Devon. day. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> needs a Devon. Is, so did, did you play any sports growing up or did you get launched into music so quickly? I know you're a huge sports fan. Did you I get am. to play? You know, the, pro- the problem is that entertainment is very much like sports. Yes. Yeah. You pick it, you do it, and you work it. And I, my, my husband actually said I, caught a, I probably could have played tennis pretty well. Yeah. But you have to put the time into it. And that's right. something that I couldn't because I was putting the time into my craft. But I, I love the two because they're very similar. Yes. They really are. We, well, we, we talked about when you were over there uh, getting ready to come on with us. The question I have is I, I feel like if you're a big-time entertainer, you've got to be at your best and in the most critical moment when all the pressure's on. Everybody's eyes are on you. You've got to be the best you've ever been in the biggest moment, and that's what that's what Robbie Bosco had to do. And at the end of the national championship game, he had right. to come through. Steve Young had like all these people that you're good friends with. 
Jim they, they, they have that characteristic that makes them great. Entertainers have to do that as well. Well, and, you do too. Guys, you're live. Yeah. It's, it's called live. And whether it's sports about, or entertainment about, about three, or on the 3, radio. times in our life we've been live. I mean, you just, <laughs> yeah. if something goes wrong, nothing goes yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, <laughs> we just so, keep going. So, so what, is, what is it? Is it, is it something that, pe- that you just have? That, that you can do that, that you can focus on the big moment, or is it something that people can learn? Because it applies to both disciplines, sports and entertainment, right? It's the same principle, exactly. I mean, you can love sports, but you can, but at some point you know that you're probably not going to do it as a career. Same with entertaining. You know, you can love singing, but I think you what the difference between the long-termers is that, um, that finish, being a finisher, yeah. giving it your best, never quitting, uh, long hours, just it becomes so you that in those moments where you have to bring it, they call it the zone. Uh, you know, I call it you just, you focus. And it's the same principle. Uh, you just, you just do it. Do you get, do you get butterflies? Because you talk to players before Super Bowl and they go, man, I've been playing this a long time, but I got, I get butterflies still. Do you get butterflies before Same principle. Show? I know I've, I've heard players say that and we've talked about it, that if you don't get those nerves going before your game, whatever kind of game it is, you really shouldn't be doing it. So when so when you're watching a game and a big moment comes, and Tom Brady's probably the biggest big moment guy of all time. Steve Young's pretty good. One of my favorites, of course, in one of yours, <laughs> but, but we're a little partial. Do you notice that? Do you go, look at this. Like, he's, he's at his best right now. You can tell. On. Can't you tell? Yes. Oh. I know you guys know that. It's like I said, to everybody listening, you will not learn anything from me in this interview with, with, regarding sports. That's not true, because we got some great questions. <laughs> yes. yeah. no, but, but, but you're right. You, you can tell when somebody is in that moment. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen that. And they know when they're in it, too. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. I've seen, we've seen you perform hundreds, if not thousands of times. And there's been times where we go, oh, man. She just killed that. She just killed that under all this pressure. And that's what quarterback makes a great play. A basketball player makes a great shot. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, in the moment they rose up. But it's in, it's that goes back to that question with desire, you know, the passion of it all to succeed. Um, it's That's what puts you in the, that moment yeah. is you just won't quit. So Favorite, favorite sport. What's your well, favorite sport? Well, basketball. My oh, husband. That's the best. Hello. Gonna, I knew she was going to say that. Next would be I'm football. I'm not sure if it's true, but she did say <laughs> that. So Steve Craig is a, a guard on the basketball team. Danny Ainge, the other guard. This is a great basketball team. I, I remember forgot the, how dry Utah is. Sorry. Yeah, drink yeah, no, away. No, yeah, we yeah. got more where that came um, from, too. I remember being a ball boy for the team. There's 22,000 fans in there, and he's out there, and he has to make a shot, which is very similar to, the, to what you just described from an entertainer. From those two worlds, which is interesting, too, because you also performed at the Marriott Center in front of a sold-out crowd. So you both have. Is that what brought you together? The, the edge of, I got to be really good at what I do, and I have to do it in front of a whole lot of people. Not everyone can relate to that. I, I agree with you. I think there's, there's definitely an understanding there, but that's not why I dated him. Really? Why did you date him? He had cute legs. Cute legs. <laughs> cute legs. He's over shaking his head. So um, yeah, he's got. So so what? How the, how they, how did you two get together? What what was your first date? Okay, here's the here's the real story. Okay, <laughs> so like I said, I love doing things for BYU. Yeah. And my family did. As a matter of fact, Stadium of Fire show. That's that was our family that created right. that for. Right. For Alan was the Provo. mastermind. Well, Merrill, I'll tell you, if you want, I'll tell you that story. But anyway, back to my dating. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, BYU um, 
came to the Osmond Studios with a recruiting team to get us involved in some things they were doing when we first got there. And one of those people that was in that group was Steve, my husband, Steve. And I knew that um, a lot of people probably wanted to date him. He was very cute and everything else. So Because of the legs. (laughs) So I gave him every opportunity to ask me out. I mean, I threw more passes (laughs) than you can imagine. You threw more passes than Steve Young that year. And do you know what happened? What? He didn't ask me out. What? So... Years ahead, okay? He's shrugging his shoulders over here. Yeah, after, we, we, learned, is, we learned sorry, different things. Sorry, this is the truth. So <laughs> years later when he came back from his mission and he was mm-hmm. playing, um, of course I would go to the games and everything mm-hmm. else. And so finally we were set up. And that I don't quite remember whether it was his friends contacted my brothers. Once again, nobody had my number. And we were set up through some, either his or mine. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody had Jay's number, though. But, Let's get yeah. that straight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, he had everybody else's. Yeah, that's true. Um, but so we go on our first date and I mean, there was definite chemistry and I even kissed him on the first date, which I did not do Ooh. usually. That was very rare. And I wanted to, because I knew being an athlete, he needed a little bit of game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you he, took it for the team. You better believe it. Yeah. And, uh, I, so he asked me on a second date and, uh, I stood him up. What? Just to send another message? Or and what? it really bugged him, which, which <laughs> of course, I was playing, you know, offense. Yeah. And um, <laughs> So this, you're telling us the stand-up was strategic. Absolutely. Okay, wow. I like this. And so he asked me on the third date, and then he goes, why didn't you show up? And I said, because you never asked me out way back in the day when you came to the studios. Hey, oh, after all these years that you were still harboring <laughs> those feelings. It was strategic. I said, I you it. deserved it. No. Uh, well... <laughs> Well, I'm glad that worked out yes. because uh, it's yeah. fun to have you guys together. Yeah. It is fun. And you were friends, like, so you, you knew Jim McMahon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you knew Jim. Obviously, good friends with Steve Young. Robbie, you and you are close friends. And uh, and Robbie's going to get with us here in just a minute. So, um, legendary BYU quarterbacks. Right. Um, in your opinion, who's the best of those three? Who's the best player? <laughs> okay, that's, oh, really? You're going to ask me that question, and he's sitting over there. Okay, Truth. Yeah. Truth. It's if you're talking, you know, BYU quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course, Steve Young is amazing, right? And um, and of course, he went on to win what two Super Bowls for the mm-hmm. 49ers. And um, he's a Hall of Famer. And just this, the way he could throw so precisely mm-hmm. was just stunning to watch yeah. for me. You mm-hmm. know, um, and then you know you have um, Jim McMahon. Okay, the guy. Is unbelievable. And again, two Super Bowls, right? Yeah. yeah. For the Bears. And he's an amazing quarterback. I mean, the guy has so much guts. Seriously, who headbutts yeah. another player <laughs> on the field without, Especially a lineman. without a helmet? Yeah. <laughs> right? Jim McMahon does. He, he That's just what. had a nasty attitude. But if you're talking, you know, BYU, yeah. um, Robbie sitting over there. So cute. <laughs> He's already I smiling. Mean, he already knows what you're about to say, I think. He took his team to the national championship. Yes, he did. Yeah. And and he did it, uh, he went, what, 13-0? and 0. I mean, yeah. you can't beat it. So yeah. I would say you, Robbie. Not Robbie. just because you're here. I would have said it anyway. I, I have, and Robbie knows I've always said this. So so there have been some great players, and each guy has their own skill. But So nobody ever at BYU threw a better deep ball than Robbie Bosco. Right. He could he could drop it in to Sluggo 
or whoever, like even slow receivers like Sluggo, he could drop it in over the top of defenders like nobody I've ever seen. He he reminded me of Mark Wilson. We were talking to Mark a couple weeks ago on the show. He was and, here? Yeah. yeah he was, and, and, and Robbie, best deep ball thrower ever played at BYU, and then he hurt his shoulder. And right. he, he, if he does not hurt his shoulder, then he has a chance to go to the National Football League and do what he did in college. And he right. just cut short because of that. So we don't ever get to see what he did in the pros because of that. But I have never seen a quarterback throw a better deep you ball would, than Robbie You would have killed it, seriously. I, I know so, that. The great yeah. thing is the buttering up that's taking place right but, but here is going to come that. right told, back down. You know what down. else is great about I him? I told you that to his face when it's just the two of us. <laughs> he, so there you go. He has that way to make it a team, which is what I love about sports. Yeah. Uh, I tell all my, my children to make sure their children are in sports because it's such a great way to not be one but to yeah. bring, do the many, and I love that. He's which got one, no which, idea the questions you're about yeah, to which ask. Which one him. was the nicest of those three, though? Which I mean, yeah. Robbie's the best player. Which one was the nicest? Steve Craig. Uh, <laughs> good answer. Excellent very, answer. Very politically correct, I would say. Hey, if Regis, considering all your friends oh, are big-time BYU right, guys, right. if Regis was back here and you're playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and you need to uh, use your lifeline, <laughs> and uh, your husband's phone's dead... Yep, can't uh, can't call Steve. Who Craig. do you call? <laughs> who do you call to to help you? Ghostbusters. No, so everybody listening out there right now, I know you're watching. Um, I've never had an interview like this before. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> who would be my lifeline? Yeah, maybe? who of all these big shots at your friends? Uh, sincerely, yeah. sincerely, yeah. probably Devin. 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 Yeah. You know what? He'd be good. He'd be good. He Devin. Does a lot of stuff. Devin is is so fun. I love. Look, I can't articulate everything perfectly for sports, but I understand what everybody's saying. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of right, like yeah. a little bit of a foreign language for me, but, and my husband gets so embarrassed because <laughs> I'll be go, oh, look at that audience. And he goes, no, fans. fans. And <laughs> so that's the part of me that drives him crazy. Hey, but, it's, all, it's all the entertainment business. But I would, I would choose Devin just because he knows so much yeah, and he's so, he's so funny too. And, um, and for, I just love him. For the record, okay. Robbie would call me. <laughs> you would? Yeah, he would call. Because he knows I know something about everything. Not a lot, but a little about everything. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. So, like, I'm, it's the broad. And we had some conversations in the dorms, so he knows. So, yeah. Robbie would call me. So, so if, if, if your brother Donnie played football, and he, which. Oh, sorry. No. What, I hope I hope Donnie I mean, sees it. Donnie knows you're Donnie, on right now. That was the funniest question. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie if, you're, if you're streaming this later, I feel bad right now. <laughs> I feel bad that Marie just laughed out loud when I said that Donnie played football. So what would what if would he Donnie play? Donnie played. What position would he play? Water boy. <laughs> Water boy. Hey. Oh no! I'll be nice. I'll be nice. He'll be the guy that, that picks up the tee when they do the kick. No, after the kickoff. Step up from Water boy. He, he would be, no, so Donnie would be a holder, basically. He would be a holder. Well, you got so Olive and George surrounded you with eight of these brothers. Yeah. Donnie's one of them. Alan, Tom, Verl, Jay, Wayne, Merrill, and Jimmy. You read that, right? Because you don't group, know them for sure, do you? I got them all in there. Of that group, <laughs> who was... Good. He's pretty good. Who was the best good. athlete of that group? No one. Really? <laughs> no. Wait, didn't, I'm trying they're, to remember. They're, they're athletic in their field, which is entertainment. I mean, they're yeah. athletes in, in that sense. But no, I mean, no. I feel like some of them came out and, and caught some balls with us one day. For, that, for, that would be caught, tried to caught, yeah. <laughs> tried uh -huh. to? Tried to? 
<laughs> hey. hey, look, I don't slam it. They know they're not. It's like you, like I said, if you know you don't have that gift, don't right. pursue it. Not true. And true. Uh, that doesn't mean they don't love sports, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. But you, uh, if in a battle of wits with you and Donnie over <laughs> sports, it would be a no contest? No contest. You would kill him. <laughs> I would murder I him. I love that. <laughs> I believe that. That's awesome. I have a husband that yes. knows. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas, you and Donnie have got your own star along the Las Vegas Walk of Fame. October 4th is Donnie and Marie Day. October 4th? In Las Vegas. Wow. So on October 8th, BYU's going down to play Notre Dame, and they're hoping for a BYU Day on, the, on that day. Are you going to be at the game? Uh, the 8th, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going? Well, yeah. And and where are you sitting? <laughs> oh, where, yeah. Where, where I, are you sitting? I heard about this. I heard about this. Well, I sit in Mark Davis's suite. Mm. And, and who is Mark Davis? Mm-hmm. He's the owner. Of the of the everything. <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders. All right. Yeah. So how did you and who Mark I also Davis? Love. So you, you get to go sit up with Mark, and Dave and I are stuck on the sideline <laughs> with Dan Reynolds. Hey, Mark. Which is not a bad deal, it's right? It's not a bad Can deal. Can I tell you, like I the, got to know Mark. Um over the years, yeah, and he would be so cute and text me, hey, I'm walking through my house, and that was the stadium as it was being built. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> but um, he was so great. He, um, he asked me uh, to sing the first home game. Right, last yeah, year. With the, uh, with the fans when, when it opened, after COVID. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, you know, you could have chosen anybody, and he's just, he's so sweet. Yeah. What did you lo- sing? What the- song did you sing? What did I say? I sing the national anthem. Was it the national anthem? It was. Oh man! Because you know, I think which, which they, is any more before an NFL game, they got five or six songs. It was out so there. cool. They had all the the uh, survivors of the shooting in Vegas stand on the right. field with oh, the, this man. gigantic mm. flag, and it just ooh, talk about emotions, you know. So that that's not an easy. First of all, there there's so you know your father served in, in yeah. the military, in the army, sergeant, and and, and that's such a. And I, I woke up to Reveille. No oh, joke. Oh my really? Goodness, oh yeah. my, yes. We have alarm clocks. You had Reveille? Yeah. No, I had Alan play the truth. Is the, is the bugle. <laughs> with, with, with that background and all that, and I, I know the national anthem means something to you, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that a hard one for you to do? When you, you've had to perform the national anthem several times, um, is, is that tough? Um, well, this, the song isn't for the squeamish. No, it's no. not easy. One right. of my favorite moments, besides that, when, when the, uh, at the Allegiant Stadium, uh, I did it for the Capitals when they were mm-hmm. playing hockey. And I'd never really watched hockey that much. And uh, I did the national anthem. I was going to walk out and get my... And then they said, sorry, you can't go back and get your purse. Because <laughs> Moments before, the guy slammed his face into the plexiglass right where I was. With oh, the yeah. gun puck in his face. Oh, wow. And, um, and he, I went, what? And then, <laughs> like three seconds later, somebody else got, you know, just slaughtered. And I went... What is this sport? It's a violent sport. But but going back to the national anthem, um, it's one of those songs that you really should know the words and what why they were written mm-hmm. because it's very very moving. And I like to do it probably the more traditional way, yeah. which I think is to honor the integrity of how it was written. And of course, I do my stuff too. But uh, I like the dynamics. My voice can do that. I can go very soft to extremely mm. you know big volume. And so I like to do that, but you better know what you're doing because when those jets fly overhead, uh, it will. You'll go, huh? What? So what? So you perform Stadium of Fire, yes. the national anthem at the Stadium of Fire, and I thought it was spectacular. Um, and as you're finishing, uh, you're ready to sing "Home of the Brave." You look up, and here come those three F-35s. Yeah. Uh, how do you? What is that like? 
What, what is that like for a performer to finish that song? And you see the Jets before everyone else because you're actually looking that way. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I, I thought, what, what's that like? It never, I mean, how do you, how do you ever beat a win, right, in, in sports? I mean, every win is just, when it's the most exhilarating. I mean, it brings tears to your right. eyes. I knew they were coming, but what they didn't tell me is that the cannons were going off oh, over yeah. there. Oh, man. <laughs> that, someone forgot. Someone had one job, and, and they forgot to do that. And when it went over, you know, you hit that big note, and you yeah. better know it, how to hit it. And then all of a sudden, those guns went off, and I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> those but, are loud. But, no. but it's, it's so many Guys, I love this country. I mean, I, I have done many, many shows with USO, and yeah. Bob Hope was like mm-hmm. a second dad to me. And so when you see firsthand what our military does to allow us the freedoms that we do in this country. Um, ooh, I'm, it's so hard for me because I've been in those medical tents. Right. And, ooh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand people that don't honor them because they deserve it. Not just them, but their families. They sacrifice so much. And so anything I can do for them, I, and that's why I love this, this last show at, on the 4th, yeah. is because it went worldwide to all of, of the servicemen and women. Mm-hmm. 170 countries, I think Yeah, it was, was like, I don't know how many millions Where the of air people. Bases and but they all saw that show yeah. with Tim McGraw. And, um, it, it was with Marie Osmond and then Tim McGraw. Yes. That was the show. <laughs> it, and it's, it's an no. interesting thing when you're playing... Um, and Steve, Steve can remember this, and Robbie can remember this. That national anthem, it, it's an emotional thing. And then it's like, okay, well, now let's go. Like we gotta go now. Right. But now it's different for me when I go. Like at Stadium Fire, we were sitting there right in the front row, you know, watching you both up there. And uh, I get a little emotional when those I jets do. fly over every I, single every time. time. Every single time. You know, I'm I've actually flown with the Blue Angels. How was that? Oh, oh my gosh, you guys! Did, wait, wait. Before we before we continue it on, and with Marie Osmond on the Wise Guys, uh, did you? Because uh, there's a bag off to the side that sometimes people use when they're up there and they get to mock whatever and they just throw everything up. Yes. Did you hold it together? Singing the national anthem? No. no when it's Blue the, Angel. The Blue oh. Angel. <laughs> okay, so five of us went up. They let five people go up. Out of the five, four were guys. Mm-hmm. One was me. Girl. Okay. And I'm the only one that didn't throw up. So that's fantastic. Wow. It was so fun. Your street You're cred is skyrocketing you know, tonight. Yeah. I have been so blessed. God has <laughs> been, I mean, seriously, so it's, ridi- it's ridiculous sometimes I think about it. But um, the experiences that I've had, but honestly, the BYU experience was probably one of my most, and I mean that sincerely, yeah. because I felt normal. Right. Yep. But yeah, it was so cool. The guy, he goes, I said, I'm not a wimp. Don't you dare make me a wimp and because I'm a girl. <laughs> and I said, my father always said he's glad he had one son in this family, and that was me. <laughs> and so... <laughs> so what you're saying is every one of your brothers he, would have thrown up in a Blue Angels. He pulled five Gs on takeoff. Five Gs. And, and, and you want to, it sounds like Donnie it's absolutely fun. would have thrown up. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Before he even got <laughs> Marie, in the plane. Marie would beat him in a battle of wits of sports. <laughs> she didn't throw up on a, on a fighter jet. Donnie would. What was the first, She got one thing right at the beginning that was big time cred, street cred. I can't remember... Well, she's been in a Super Bowl ad, which I that, think is next true. level so stuff. She's got, so she's got three pieces of street cred that trumps all of us. So, like, Robbie and I have played in a national championship game. That's nothing. It's nothing compared, compared and, to this Oh, stuff. and she, am, had, am I one of the guys she had four now? albums done before she was sitting in her English lit class at BYU. Young, young, youngest, so there's that. Youngest number one on the Billboard country charts ever. Isn't, isn't that crazy? Ever. ever. 
I know. And 14 years old. It went back up to in the top 10 again. And um, unbelievable. It's just crazy. And that was strict passion. It's, it's the same principle we talk about that yep. as an athlete. You know, you look at great, great people who give back and that are ath- athletes. They never quit. They mm-hmm. just keep that going. And I, it's so crazy fun. And I really feel blessed. I really do. No matter the vocation we choose, um, uh, life gives us so many ups and downs and highs and lows. And you've had the highs of highs with, with number one songs and full stadiums. And you've had some lows of lows uh, that you've written about, including postpartum depression, New York Times bestseller, Behind the Smile, My Journey Out. But in 2016, this caught my eye. You put out a new album called Music is Medicine. Why did you call it that? And how <laughs> is how is music medicine? The song was written... Um, because I think music is very healing. You don't, you know, you don't need pills or booze or all those things. And the song is about I listen to, I put the music on. That gets me high, which has been my whole life. Yeah. And uh, it, it's about, it's dedicated to children. Uh, I'm one of the founders of Children's Miracle Network. Eight billion dollars raised now. That that number is just. Staggering to me, 170 children's hospitals have benefited. Steve from Young has been one of our huge, huge part huge, of that. Huge, yep. he's the best. And I know that Jim. I came with Jim one time when when it was over in the studios over here. Jim McMahon's been part of that. Steve Young's Merle been Olson. big, big. And Barb, Stephen Barb have been a big, big help in that. Merlin back he, in the day. Back in the day, oh. I'm telling you, the greatest guy. Yes. Oof, amazing. So, but, what is it about the the music that that heals us? I think like anything, like this music and I'm hearing in my ears right now with a guitar solo. Yeah. Can you hear that? Uh-huh. Yep, Can you yep. hear that? Just yep. a little yep. mood music. Oh, that's so cool. On okay. a live stream, you always have a little back stream, back, background <laughs> I love it. And, and uh, they, Dave. Sometimes we'll break out in song. Yeah. Just I, I, it makes feeling. me want to go, hi! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have no. brought, brought the guitar. We could have just done something. <laughs> that's medicine. See, that was medicine. You scream. You don't need, you don't need something Robbie to numb you. Robbie used to make you. me get the guitar out in the dorms and sing at night to, cool, <laughs> to calm him down. Kumbaya, some of that stuff. <laughs> no, he, he would, he, I would sing, I would start, when I wanted to make him mad, I would sing Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I would start playing it and singing. He's like, please do not sing that song in the storm. But you know, you have followers all over the world uh, and some obviously checking in with us on our live stream uh, on Twitch tonight, but but uh, who have benefited, who would say, oh yes, absolutely, when I'm down in the dumps, I listen to music, music and they yeah. listen to you and they follow your career and have for, for a long, long time. You have two million people on social media just wanting to know what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're singing. Um, and so there's been a giant connection. You know, it, it, music really is a huge connector. And it's a way to feel something without actually saying it, if it's too painful to talk about or expresses joy when you need to you know, celebrate something. But I, I, I think it's a great power. And um, like sports, same thing. There's... There's camaraderie, it unites people, gets people, you know, passionate. Yeah. But music is, is my sport, and I sing multiple genres of it, which is kind of a fun thing to do, like playing different sports. And, and the yeah. most recent is opera. I know. <laughs> which, which I just, I love that, that um, your, your recent, I'm not going to call it a reach, your, your recent dip expansion. into that pool, be, expansion into opera has just taken off. So my husband went crazy. This is a hobby. This was a hobby for yeah. me. I mean, it took 25 years to learn how to sing that way. And then I, I cut the tracks in, in Prague, 17 of them. And I decided that I'm probably not going to do another album. 
And so I, I said, we need to put all of those songs on this album. He goes, are you kidding me? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 17-song album. How patient did Steve have to be when you were learning He's so patient with me. He's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> but but the, uh, it, it was a really fun thing to do, and I enjoyed it. And Pe- people, need, people need music. I'll be doing a couple things at the concert here. I love oh, that. Good. I love that. People need music. They need entertainment. They do. Sports is a form of entertainment. They need a release from all the troubles Especially of the world. Especially right? over the last couple of years. Yes. With, with what BYU... No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Uh, that's so Camille Marie just uh, joined us on our live stream with... Music is medicine literally is the song I listen to when I'm busted up and down on my knees. Oh, man. Thank you. That's so sweet. That's that's a Super Bowl for a singer yeah. is to know that's that so something awesome. that they have done touches them. And, then, you know? and another said, unexpected, but best album. Oh, so sweet. So how about that? It was very unexpected. So I, th- I think, <laughs> I, hey, they're just I, being honest. Like so you like said, I, when it debuted number one on Billboard, I was like, what? What in the world? What? Right? Not, nothing I've ever done did that. How, how fun is that, though, to have... To have <laughs> Something that you just were doing for, kind of for for fun. It was a hobby. To test yourself. Yeah. To, push, to, to come push. out and have that kind of critical success, which is pretty awesome. Well, it just, it's truly amazing. And um, you're so cute to bring it up. But we don't need to talk about that. Let's talk sports. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> let's bring, let's bring, let's get. We've got, we've got a oh, yeah, we got few you fast thing. questions for you. And then we're yeah. going to bring Robbie Because I'm having fun in. doing that. So, yeah, oh, yeah. By the, the way. Yeah. Tuyaki. Just so you guys know. Elisa Tuyaki? Yeah. Defensive coordinator. Yeah, just so you know. I know you have a bone to pick. If you really, well, he said he's not getting the he's not getting the props that you think he should. I I don't think he is. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. why. I want to say this before Robbie comes out here. Okay. So the thing about him is that he has played had to play third string players. Right. They've had a lot of. But what he does that people don't understand is he's building a team. Mm. I I think he is. What do I know? Like I said, you're not going to learn anything from me. <laughs> you know he's 21 and 4 in his last two seasons. I know, right? Yeah. So I think, wait till you see what he does. I'm really thinking he's going to. You think gonna, this year's year I defense really do. breaks out? And by the way, guys, you think you know him, but truly, you don't know him. Because his real friends call him teriyaki. <laughs> he likes the teriyaki. <laughs> teriyaki, teriyaki. He's a little salty and a little sweet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey. I'm with you though. I've do, been saying. Do you that. agree this with is, that? Oh, yeah. This is the breakout year for BYU's defense. I I think they're going to be a top ten defense this year. Do you know? I really they can do. have a, some semblance of health. Like they lost all of their linebackers last year, right? They yeah. everybody got injured so, or hurt or out. So I I agree with you that I am a hundred percent on board with you. I think this is the year that everybody's going to go. Oh, now he's a genius. No, now he's got guys. No, but the thing he has is that wonderful Polynesian way of. Hey guys, but yeah. he, but they kick butt and they yep. see the oh, yeah. long game. And I really think I think he's going to be great. De- I think defense won practice on. So Saturday, we'll see so if yeah. Marie knows anything. We <laughs> think you do. You, you heard it here first. Marie says this is the breakout year for BYU's defense under Elijah. I love Tuiaki. I love my teriyaki. I love it. Okay, you have twelve <laughs> studio albums, three compilation albums. It, when when you go to the games, because I'll be at some of them, you'll yeah. see me wearing a T-shirt. Go teriyaki. I go love, teriyaki. I now we'll know that you're cheering for the defense. Call, I'm calling Elisa right. You got thirty three <laughs> singles. All right, six music videos. So real quick, your top four songs that you've uh, ever performed. Oh, jeez. Um, my f- four, like... Yeah, your four favorite. Uh, well, Paper Roses. I love it. My favorite. My first number one record. You're 13 right? when that goes number one, just for the um, record. My second one would be... Um, gosh. 
That's that's really hard. I had a bunch with Donnie, but I well, would say... Well, there's a Montana song that you like. But Montana, talking my, my yeah. songs, that was a CMA duo of the year Meet with Dan Seal. Loved it. Okay. And uh, that was probably... Seals and Croft, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. England, yep. Um, so... No, no, no. England Dan, well, John Ford Coley. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were brothers, but England Dan was... And everyone yeah. seems yeah. to like your music is medicine. So and then I would say we? music is medicine okay. because to me it kind of highlighted Children's Miracle Network and right. the work I do and, and my years of loving music and many styles. And then probably Unexpected. Unexpected? Yeah. yeah. The four I'll be of the... I love it. Oh, I love it. Are you, you going to sing it? I'm going to sing it, yeah. How so. do you decide which songs you're going to sing? It changes up. It's like a, it's like a playlist. You can you can you can Just plan. Go, I go. You, can, you can say you're going to do this play, and in the middle of it, you go, "Okay, we're going to change it." So, as of now, I have a set list. But I heard some people are coming to the show, and I might bring a, a couple that's, people up to sing. Oh, that's cool. So it'll be fun. I, I don't, so the other day, I'm like, "Hey, Marie's coming on this week. That's going to be really cool." And I was thinking about Paper Roses. Um, one of my favorite songs to get going to work out to is going to be A Good Day by Nappy Roots. I don't know if you guys know that one. But then the other day I was getting ready for bed. I'm like, May tomorrow. Oh, get out of here. Oh, here we go. Day. Here we go. May you find hey. love. He's been dreaming of this moment. He's been dreaming of this moment. Marie's coming. Marie's coming. Let's, hey, <laughs> sing that a lot. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so, Robbie's Rob, over there pulling his pants up. Yeah. Like, Sarah.org, S-C-E-R-A.org. You can still buy tickets for Saturday night in Orem at the Orem Sarah Show, show, 8 o'clock. Is it it 8 p.m. then? Yeah. I think so. Okay. It is at 8 o'clock. The sun will be up. We're all showing up for that. But it won't be up for too much longer. And that'll be be a nice time. Good weather. Are are we going to do five questions? Yeah. You ready? Every guest that we have to do five questions. Oh, we do? So Scott Warner, our social guru expert, uh, uh, said, hey, every guest you come on, you need to hit with five questions. Rapid fire. That everyone okay. will know. Let's see, see if I can do it. Go, go ahead, boy. So, Are these sports questions? No, well, there are a variety so, okay. of questions. So, so, favorite sports movie? A uh, Hoosiers. Oh, best ever. That's awesome. I don't. I don't watch Man. movies right more than maybe twice. I've seen it seven times. That's that's a good one. Gene that's Hackman's the best. Yeah. Oh my so, god! And and the the redemption. Oh, the it's just beautiful. Everything. That's a, in that's it. a great. The Indiana. music. Everything is. Yeah, beautiful. I think a lot of people agree with me. Okay, favorite band. Beatles. All right, the Beatles. That's, yeah. She's going old school on us. I am. Favorite breakfast cereal. I've been around a lot. You know what? I've <laughs> been around the same amount of time. A lot of people don't realize that, because you know, when we think of the Beatles and how everyone just screamed and chased and all that, they did the same thing for your brothers and you when you guys performed. Paul McCartney came to the hotel to get our autographs for his daughter. That is so Isn't awesome. That crazy? But here, this is did the thing. Did you say that'll be 20 bucks? The thing is, <laughs> no. The thing is, is that it makes me seem old. But I was very young yeah. when I was inundated with that world. So, yeah, the Beatles, the hey, best. My, my kids know the Beatles. Yeah. And my kids' kids know the Beatles. And if you don't, so. you should. Yeah. Because yeah. if you want to know, like sports, you've got to know the, the, the people who you started. Need to, the history. You have to know the history of it. And if yeah. you don't appreciate it, then, yeah. Right, I mean, so. Sammy Davis Jr. taught me to walk on a stage. That's awesome. And most people don't even know. Who he is, and you should. Who can take a sunrise? Yeah. Who, uh, Sorry, anyway. Don't ahead. disappoint us on this next question. <laughs> favorite, oh, Hosts? We've had some awful one. Favorite breakfast cereal? Frosted mini wheat. Okay. See, that's okay. Thank that's bad? Thank good. No, no, that's good. That's oh, wait. Who is it that has a new cereal out now? Is it know. Snoop Dogg? <laughs> The Snoop did you hear that? Yeah, did you hear that? It's like Fruit Loops with marshmallows or no, something. No, I thought it was Fruit Loops with weed. That sounds like it could be in those Snoop. marshmallows. He's like, hey man, you eat this, you chill. So <laughs> and you'll be hungry later. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right. So favorite country <laughs> keeps you eating. Favorite your, your your favorite country to visit outside the United States. Oof. Okay. So well, you won't alienate anybody. Um, 
uh, well, I love Europe. I love Asia. I would say Austria. I, I love the Alps. I oh. love, I'm, I'm a mountain girl. Gotta go. Bucket right. list and now. Bucket I, list. It, I Italy's love the way mine, they live I'm, there. I'm go you know, they go to the bread yeah. store. They go to the fish store. I mean, it's just yeah. so cool. Okay. okay. Favorite brother. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, okay, you have to have one. That is totally an unfair question <laughs> that I will get killed later. That's so like, I'll say this. My favorite sister is oh. Wayne. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Sorry, yeah, Wayne. We knew that might be a tough and one. And he knows it. We knew that might <laughs> be a tough sister. one. Favorite <laughs> sister. Now, look, here's the thing. We would love to have you come on our show, like, whenever you want, especially yes, every summer I would love when you to. come in. But we, um, what we really need to know is there's a standard, as you can tell here on the show. Yes. So you need to be well, able no to. there's no dress code. <laughs> there's, that's talking? not part of what the standard. What are you standard. talking about? <laughs> because uh, I have on shorts and no shoes I want you to show them your shoes. Go ahead. So, no, show them your there's shoes. a policy of show them your shoes. DJ, show them my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, listen. There's house here. rules here. There's house rules. That's uh, Polynesian way. You don't wear shoes inside. Right. So, exactly. So what we wear need to uh, what we need to know to feel comfortable moving forward is how you can interview um, with us. Yeah. So like you yeah. know you've had stars and singers and even Kobe Bryant and all that stuff in your variety of talk shows, but you've never been on the wise guys uh, right. or have you, and you've never interviewed That's the national champion quarterback. Oh, That's, so I? there's a yep. lot of things yeah, tonight, that are tonight. happening here. And if it all works out, then, then we'll vote. Yeah. And if you have a, if you get a majority, hey, then you'll be a regular I on the show. I will do my homework. No, so I, I, I mean, I'll even make sure I don't say audience. I'll say fans. <laughs> <laughs> So we want to welcome in Robbie Bosco, who uh, went oh, undefeated. I, I got to get my glasses. Yeah, grab your glasses. And, Robbie, a national champion quarterback in 1984, uh, who's been waiting patiently um, to join our show. And uh, we'll put that, put that mic right under your chin, Robbie. Rob, and nope. Robbie, why are you so cute? <laughs> because I hang around you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Robbie's home. Robbie told me, hey, I can stay as late as you want. Nobody's home. Where is everybody? They're in London. The whole family's in what London? They, Karen what, and all? Oh, just Karen. Oh, Karen's in Karen London. Karen and one of my kids. Well, what, and so why didn't you go? Uh, too busy here. Really? Yeah. He and I have Football golf season's tomorrow. coming yeah. up. Golf, golf yeah. you know, golf. some of those things. That's true. Some of those things. All right, so we've got an intro. Uh, do, you want to re- do you want to read the intro or do you want me to read the you intro? You read the intro because I'm, first of all, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> So we'll let you get those so these questions glasses will be, on. Will yeah. be really so our next guest. I thought it was uh, just to see me across the way. <laughs> I can see you. It's okay. that I can't see. <laughs> Robbie Bosco started for the Cougars in 1984 and 85. Went 23-3 and three during that I, time. I wrote this, by the way. Inducted into uh, the BYU Hall of Fame. Hold on a second. That's 24-3. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. She didn't write it then. I did write oh, it. Oh, you did write it? See, I wrote it. Uh a shoulder injury cut his NFL career short with the Packers. Yep. Currently on staff at BYU as director of the Varsity Club when he's not golfing. He's a scratch golfer. We all know it. Hey, by the it's way, to I, be asked, I asked Mark Wilson who the best um, athlete golfer is. And we asked, we were talking about Dan Forsman. I told him you. And, and Are you he, talking at BYU? Uh, yeah, all the former all BYU, the former athletes, BYU athletes. the best golfer. I said Robbie. And somebody said Danny Ainge. You Are you better than Ainge? You can beat Danny. You right? can beat Danny. Yeah, I'll beat Danny. Yeah, there, yeah, he'll beat. Can I? Can I be there when you do it? Yes. <laughs> can, can you beat Dan you Forsman? Can caddy for me. I will. I'll cheer. Dave and I just played with Dan Forsman. Save and then he shot sport. thirty-two on the back. Yeah, I cannot. Beat when, Dan is Forsman. Danny a sore loser? As is he a sore loser up close? As some, as sometimes he's seen far away. I don't know. I he's mean, not, he's not bad. Yes, he is. 
He'll run. <laughs> he'll, he, he will run over your ball and cheat to win. He will do that. I'm just thinking about the Celtic days, but I was oh. a Celtic fan. So yeah, yeah, I was a Celtic fan too. Yeah, he was right. a Celtics guy when I was a Sixers guy. Yes. Sir. So we should say that Marie's got a list of questions for you, and Steve Young, another oh one of your friends, helped put them together. <laughs> yep, Steve helped us. I and then I Steve. Steve this Blaine week. and I are just here for, for moral just support. For the ride. Okay, here okay, we go. Okay, so you, you help me with this, okay? All okay. right, so. Okay, here's, here's the first question. Mark Wilson, Jim, uh, Jim McHone, uh, Steve Young, they all have multiple Super Bowl rings um, and Heisman trophies, et cetera. Ty Detmer, goes on. Yeah. yeah. Ty Detmer. Okay, but you, my friend, have the only, I think, I me- and I mentioned this, yes. you know, the only undefeated season, you know, with 13 uh, and 0. So, um, you're, in your opinion, what makes you better than them? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Deep, that's a deep pointed question. I, said, I told Steve, Steve, okay, like, what? He goes, no, you got to set it up this way. Yeah, my good friends would never do that. <laughs> but I've known Steve for 40 years now, so that sounds like him. I asked Marie who her favorite brother is, okay? Yeah, yes. we're, we're not holding anything back. Nope. You know what? Um, <laughs> it's a terrible question. It's a horrible question. It's a horrible question, qu- but you got to But you know what? It. Great interviewers just pause yes. until the person's so forced say, to answer. I'll say this, that... We probably don't win a national championship without those guys that came before us because they set the stage for the BYU athletes, the BYU quarterbacks, and the BYU teams. Just as Ty Detmer wins the Heisman, before him we had all these amazing All-American quarterbacks that did all these great things, and it was just the right timing for Ty to win the Heisman. And I think that and the love that people had for Lavelle Edwards put us on the pedestal and and to be national champs and we were the only undefeated team so and 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 here's the here's the part though you didn't answer the question <laughs> good answer why are you better than them good answer why do you think good you're better re- than them good reporters don't do that do they yes, no they, they do, do. follow up they, they do they follow up believe me i've been in your seat <laughs> That I is, tried the political. It the, is getting warmer in here. Why are you yeah. better? Just tell us. It's just the four of us. Okay, it's just, it's just no, the four. <laughs> no one's listening to no, this. No. <laughs> I think I had a better team surrounding me. No, oh, see, you're, that's what that no, was. He's our great. defense was ranked in the top ten. <laughs> Amen. And we had some great players, and I was just fortunate to be the guy throwing them the ball. All right, and, he, and he also happens to be the best deep ball thrower in the history. Oh, of that's very kind, Blaine. Thank you. Okay, so I want you to do this one really quick. All right. Hey, by the way, Corey uh, Yoshimura from Japan is in with us. Says Blaine, Dave, love you guys, but I'm here for Marie. Oh, I uh, love you. So, so, so Marie. Corey, oh my gosh, be still my pounding. Corey, Corey, for all intents and purposes, runs the PGA Asia. That's what he does, that's and so. So have we, me come over there. Yeah, Cor- Corey took. I can sing in Japanese too. He like they really. He, oh, he let's was, hear a few bars. He'd love to meet you over there. I'm doing the background music. Oh my god, no, he, Japanese, right? So Cor- Corey took us to the Masters here uh, <laughs> a few months ago. Took us to the Masters and took us all around. He's such an unbelievable. He grew up in Utah, um, but served served over there. He his, did? his wife is from Tokyo. Uh huh. And so they live over there. Their kids are born over there. I love Asia. And, and he's and he's uh, he he's he takes care of uh, all of those those big names over there. And look at our live stream. He's just invited you to Japan. Open oh, invitation, please. Marie. I'll be Marie. there. 
I, I, we're going to go spend some time with Jack and Barbara Nicholas. And oh yes. And oh my gosh. We, we, we please. Asked, we asked Corey. <laughs> my husband dad. loves golf. Yeah, as he should. Yeah. He he loves it to watch it. We watch it air all the time, air all as much as we can. That's awesome. Golf is but he huge, doesn't like to play. huge, huge in Japan. Hideki Matsuyama over there. We're asking Corey, we're like, what's his endorsement deals worth? He goes, well, if he plays them all out, about a billion dollars. Oh my gosh! He's the best golfer in Japan. Won a master. I should have not been ago. an entertainer. I should yeah. have. Yeah, you did the right thing. Golf. You did the right thing. <laughs> so so uh, here's this next question, which yeah. is a really good one. And I think. For some reason, I'm super dyslexic. Each right now, quarterback so. at BYU's had a tag team partner to catch the football. We were talking about Gary Scheide and right. Jay Miller, uh, Mark Wilson and uh, Mike Cronister, Jay McMahon had Danny Plater, Steve Young had Steve Gordon, Gordon Hudson. Hudson, and you had Glenn Kozlowski. What was it about Koz that made him so good? Cause, you know, Cause came in a semester early to BYU. So he was at spring ball for BYU while me and Blaine were still in high school. Mm-hmm. And so oh. when we got here, we felt Cause was one of the best receivers that ever come because he was starting as a freshman yeah. and all this stuff. And he just kind of had that – he had the stuff that most receivers don't have. He had a toughness. He wasn't afraid of anybody. He was he would get in fights every single day at mm. practice, and he was the one that instigated all of them. <laughs> and uh, he just wasn't afraid, so he was tough. So he was McMahon loved playing for him. Um, he uh, Steve loved playing with him, and we didn't start off good. I hated that guy at the beginning. Really, they put us in the dorms together. Oh yeah. And after about three days, <laughs> I left the dorms, went and lived with my sister, <laughs> and I just did not like Cause. But we are like the best of friends now. And oh, until he I found that dude. until he found me. Yeah, yeah. Me and, <laughs> me and Blaine that, were roommates. Until, until we together. lied. Until we lied to each other. <laughs> he told me he was he was fun. I told him I was mellow. What total opposite of that? <laughs> yeah. We both lied, and we got together, and <laughs> we're, go. we're probably the two greatest roommates ever. Yeah. Because we had the cleanest room by far. Yes, we did. That's awesome. Yes, we so you like? Ka- you. Did you ever? So you had a beef with Kaz early. Have you ever like gotten a fight with a band member where some of you were so mad in a show with a band member? <laughs> like these guys at practice with their guys. I'm going to do what you did. I love everybody. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a yes. You didn't answer <laughs> the did question. Answer the question. Answer that question. Um, I don't get mad. Not very often. But if I do. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. You know what? Another good story. Cause one day was trying to get all the team, because he had a beef with me of something. So he tried to get all the team against me. So for two straight days in practice, I didn't throw him one pass. <gasps> you did it? Yeah. And he, he, he was wide open at times. I didn't throw it to That'd him. That'd make me mad if that was. He came up to me and says, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you know, the you know not, what? The that reminds me of when you didn't show up for the second date with Steve yeah. Craig. He, you had to establish, she, she, she had to establish the law of the land. Yeah. We have a lot more in common. Who is offensive and who is defensive? <laughs> yes. That's you just when, established. When Rob and I were, were dorm mates, Kozlowski. Uh, offensive. See, Steve would kill statute, me right now. Offense. <laughs> statute of limitations is up now. Like Mark Wilson told us a story last week. He's like, it's 40 years. I'm just telling the story. I was going to quit. Remember he told yeah. us that? I was going to quit. I went into Who Lavelle said quit. this? this Mark, is Wilson. Mark Wilson. Seriously? I quit, and Lavelle said, just hang around for a little while longer. But um, the statute of limitations is up, and Glenn's like one of the greatest human beings ever, and so we can say this, but he used to, we lived on the first floor, and he would knock on our window because we had a curfew back in those days yeah. in the dorms, and the doors got locked, I think, every night of the week. 
<laughs> and it would be Glenn. And it would either climb in through our window or we'd have to go down to the end of the dorm and let him in. <laughs> like, dude. You drove us nuts. Stop. <laughs> Man, but in the back of the end zone on the holiday ball, that guy made one of the greatest catches yeah. in the history. And, of and that's still up for BYU. debate because Robbie ran over and I said to Robbie, Were you throwing that away? Because like Glenn, like, and he's like, No, I wasn't throwing it away, I was throwing it to Glenn. And then Glenn comes off and he goes, Dude, were you throwing that away? I'm like, see? It was truly one of the greatest it, moments. Um, oh, unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. All right, so I, which I have one another one for you. Okay, this is true or false. There you go. And it says, okay, so first, you once said. True or false. True or false. Had I not injured my shoulder, I would have won more Super Bowls than Jim and Steve combined. Is that true? And did you really say that? Or false. And remember, there will be a follow-up. I'm sure there were. <laughs> I did talk to Marie's agent this morning. <laughs> and he said that. These are some crazy questions. Uh, I did not say that. Oh, now he's lying. No. Uh, I did not say that. And what was the other question with that? That, that, uh, that? that you would have kicked both their butts. Oh. No, I was just a skinny little kid from California. I couldn't fight anybody. No. You know, Steve's watching this right now. I know he is. Yes, yes you do. And some more zingers are coming up. He is rolling. And... And for 40 years, I know what his dating life was like in college. <laughs> so don't get, don't get me going. Steve's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he took me bowling. Yeah. 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 Yep. What in the world? We're going to have a question about he, that. I, I, you know, he, I he even, hey, I lame. tried to lose. I tried to lose. Oh, yeah. Would, <laughs> you would have beat him in that for no. sure. <laughs> okay. Go, um, okay, how big of an honor for you was it to be back in that incredible era of quarterbacks at BYU? It was actually amazing. I mean, Had, yeah. when, I was in, when I was in college, I mean, high school, I didn't really know anything about BYU football. So I started getting recruited and things like that. And I remember, I think it was one of BYU's first, I don't know if it was their first national televised game. It was on ABC. They were playing down in San Diego. Yep. Mark Wilson was yep. the quarterback. So I'm watching the game. Mark's first three passes were for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He was three for three, three touchdowns. And I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> right. And Mark Wilson is one of the reasons why BYU was so was so good to me, and I wanted to to be a part of that. They threw the ball, and then then our my senior year in high school, I'm watching BYU play with Jim McMahon was the quarterback. This was Jim's junior year. And he was throwing for like 500 yards, four or five touchdowns a game, 80-some-odd NCAA records. And I'm like, I've got to get there. I've (laughs) got to get there. And so the recruiting process went on, and there was a hotshot quarterback that I knew of. I didn't know – about Blaine, I don't know about anybody else, but I did know in California, Sean Salisbury was the quarterback yeah. in Southern Cal, and I was the quarterback in Northern Cal. And so they recruited both of us. He was a member of the church, and I wasn't. So my thought was, if he goes to BYU, I'm not going. I'm going to go to Cal, or I'm going to go to Cal. It was close to home. <laughs> Pretty much going to be Cal. It was probably yeah. going to be yeah. Cal. Doug Scoville recruited me at San Diego State, but I... I don't know if I really wanted to go there, so yeah. it would have been Cal. Sean Salisbury decided to go to USC. So Tom Ramage was, he was in Rose, my hometown Roseville for a whole week waiting for me to make a decision. 
Really? I, yeah, and I kept telling him, I'm, I'm not going to decide until I find out. Until I find out. So he's walking back and forth in our, and I'm in, I'm in math class. Mr. Pellegrino is my teacher. And um, all of a sudden there's a knock on the window. And I look over and he's like waving me over. And I'm like. In the middle of class. Middle of class. And Mr. Pellegrino goes, yeah, you can go. They all knew what was, you know, what was going on with, with football and everything. And he said, Salisbury's going to USC. I go, okay, I'm, I'm going to BYU. So I went in the PE office, called my dad, told him that's where I want to go. We signed the letter of intent that, that day, and that was, was good. Yeah, so it's just you look back and go, wow. It was yeah. all, it's all guided. Couple it really of, is. A couple yeah. of weeks ago, we had Mark Wilson on this show. Here's what he said about you. Um, favorite BYU quarterback not named Mark Wilson? Um, geez, that's tough because I love all those guys. But you know what? I think I'm going to go with Robbie Bosco. Really? How come? Uh, I thought Robbie Bosco was so great in college. I loved watching him. In fact, uh, another funny story, Todd, uh, Todd and I are on a plane. We're flying back with the Raiders. We're going to play the Giants back in New York, and we're watching. And we have these mobile televisions, which nobody had at the time, but we had them on the plane. And BYU's getting killed. And Robbie brought him back and, and won the game, and that was that was just so fun. But I, I I've always loved Robbie as a person, but I thought he was a great quarterback. I, I always say this, Mark. Like Robbie reminded me of you. He reminds me of all the quarterbacks that played the great ones. Reminded me the most of you, and for this reason, I felt like the two of you had the best deep touch of, of the of the quarterbacks. Each each guy had their skill set, right? And I'm just like, man, Mark throws this just beautiful deep ball. Then when Robbie was in his prime, I'm like. Man, Robbie reminds me of Mark. Like his deep throws, where you got a defender underneath, and and it's just right over the defender's hand, and just drop it in there on that deep post. You and Robbie were like elite, elite, otherworldly on those throws, and and I always thought Robbie reminded me of you. So I love that he's your favorite quarterback. Mark Wilson on the Wise Guys. That's not too bad. Wow. You know what? I love that dude. When I got cut from Green Bay, uh, Mark was there with me. And we, they were just trying to find quarterbacks, so they brought in quarterbacks. And I got, I got cut, and then I, go, I went up to Mark. He go, Mark, what do I do? You know, he had experience. He's been in the NFL for a, long, a lot of years. And I asked him, he goes, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep playing, or do you want to just move on? And I just, you know, I had shoulder surgeries and injuries yeah. and stuff, stuff like that, so I just told him, I think, I think I'm done. And then he told me that, Garth Hall, who was our former running back coach when me and Blaine played, he was the head coach at Idaho State. And he says, I think they're looking for a quarterback coach. I go, really? Wow. So I called Garth up, and I said, hey, I'm done playing in the NFL. I heard you're looking for a quarterback coach. What do you think? And this is in August when they're in two-a-days. Yeah. So he says, yeah, come out. I drove out there. He goes, Here's the playbook. You're calling the plays. <laughs> and let's go. And so Mark got me started in coaching. I had 14, 15 great years counting out whole state of coaching. Had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, I, I just love Mark Wilson. Awesome. That's so cool. That's cool. All right. Was so Kyle, was Kyle on that staff with you? Up and there? Kyle was on that and staff. Kyle Whittingham was on that staff. Yeah. I used to stop at their house when up in up in Pokey. Remember? <laughs> I had a little girl. Our first daughter was Amber, and I have a great picture of Blaine sitting on the couch with Amber as a little baby, and Blaine had his gorilla mask on because it was Halloween. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Were you scaring her? 
He scared me. Hey, I, yeah, was, I was on the road, so I couldn't go out with my kids, so I went to go out with Robbie's. Blaine, are you the Kevin Bacon of sports? No. <laughs> <laughs> connected to everybody, right? Everybody is, is two steps from hey, Kevin Bacon. By the way, <laughs> can I say something about Marie? No. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. It's Absolutely an open mic can. policy. So here. I went to, we're talking about athletes, right? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, some people may think, you know, singers just go up there. Shoot, these guys... Marie, sometimes Donnie, but Marie, I went backstage and I saw some of the outfits that she wore and she had this cowgirl hat, cowboy hat that had to have weighed 10 pounds. She had these shoes that had to, they're super heavy and high heels. This girl's an athlete. I'm telling you, what she does on stage for that many hours and dances straight through it's truly amazing. You're so sweet. It's well, so nice it, of you to it, say I that. I said, it's like, it is similar, don't you think, in a lot of ways? You, oh, yeah. It takes the practice. Oh, and yeah. And then you put it in the play. And <laughs> I'm, just trying okay, to, so I'm just trying to avoid these I know, questions. because the next one is also from Steve. A little help from him, Steve Young. So he said, um, when you played intramural water basketball... <laughs> I think he knows where this is going. I'm going there. And it was the winter after you won the national championship in in football. He said, why did you spend the whole time holding on to the side of the pool yelling for a sub? (laughs) Well, I will say this. First of all, we were water basketball champions. Yes. And... But that's not the question. (laughs) The worst part is... She's tough. The worst part is when you got fouled. So you're at the free throw line, and you're begging the ref <laughs> to get you the ball because the water's up to here. Because you're, I can't, I'm not a good swimmer anyway. So I, give me the ball, hurry up, hurry up. And I did it and just shoot it real quick. It was hard. You're in the deep end. Yeah. There's no touch in the no. bottom. It is hard. Yeah. It's hard. The Olympians make it look easy, oh, but it is Yeah, not. they just go. But it, it is one of the hardest things I think is. I've ever done. But we were good, though. We had a bunch of Did athletes. you get your sub? Did, it sounds like that you spent a lot of time calling oh, yeah. for a sub. Hey, yeah. I, I want to say this. He, he, I didn't get invited on the water polo team or whatever <laughs> that thing is. But but we did win the Intramurals Basketball Championship in the Marriott Center. Our team was who cares. Yeah. We, we, we were trying to find a name, and everybody's like, well, what is it? And then somebody just says, who cares? We go, that's it. That's the name. That's the name. Who, who cares? cares was the name of your team. And, yeah. and once we got reinstated after the fight, we went on to win the championship. Well, I have another question because, and I know you do care, Robbie, because um, other than showing your tremendous hairdos and, (laughs) and, you know, your best dressed football, you know, player, what else did you learn from Steve Young? (laughs) What? I tried to get something serious. Didn't happen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Those sound like all Steve Young questions. I don't think. Well, he he was helpful. Steve Young, you know what? Like we talked about the receiving duo, quarterback receiver, and him and Gordon Hudson. Oh man! So a great stat on Gordon Hudson. Before I get to that question, was my first collegiate touchdown pass was Gordon Hudson's last collegiate touchdown really? pass. He wow. blew his knee out after that against Utah State. That's right. And I played in the game early because Steve had a concussion. Mm. So and that touchdown pass, by the way, is one more than Dennis Pitta's and remains the record, record for tight ends at yeah. BYU. Did you know that? No. Yeah. No. Say that again. 22. Wow. He, Gordon still has the record for touchdowns for a tight end by one more than Dennis Pitta. Really? So the one you threw to him, his last, was the still, record. Still, still holds, holds the record. Still keeps Gordon wow. as the record holder. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah cool. That's cool. And I want to say, 
when I went into the Utah State game, because Steve was out with a head injury, we, I went down, we threw a touchdown pass to Gordon. We ended up winning the game. So I don't think Steve would have won two Super Bowls or been the great all-time quarterback at BYU if we didn't win that Utah State game. And I helped in that regards. Wow. So that's not the answer to the question anyways. No, no. but I really liked your yeah, answer. That was a good answer. But Marie <laughs> question about it. So Steve obviously taught you about hairdos and how to dress. Obviously. Uh, so what else? Definitely not hairdos <laughs> on Steve. I will say this about Steve, though. I do owe Steve a lot, and Steve is a very good friend of mine. <laughs> Him and when, when I was the backup to Steve, uh, this was our sophomore year, well, third year at BYU. Yeah. It was your play every, year, my redshirt year. Every day after practice, him and Gordon Hudson, because I, I was a horrible interviewer, and I probably still am. No, no, you're not. And they would they would reenact lights, camera, action, and ask me questions. <laughs> they go, "We got to get you ready for next year. You got to get prepared." And so they would do that, and I could not answer questions. It was hard for me. Yeah. I just kept on laughing like, this is too hard. I can't do it. <laughs> so uh, as, a, as a player watching Steve, I learned a couple things. I learned how he treated people. I learned how he acted in regards to the church as far as doing firesides and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, the way he treated and acted with the media and how he handled himself. Mm-hmm. And you, just got, you always got to learn from the people ahead of you. Because they've been there, they know what they're doing, and um, just I'm sure Marie, you you, were, you learned a lot from some of the most amazing singers ever before your time. Yeah, absolutely. That you you glean from the best. Yeah, and you can also learn what not to do from some of them too. That's very true. Mm. But you were talking about um, sitting out in the last question. So for, curious, do you think that Lavelle Edwards should have kept you out for a few more games? Um, with your injured shoulder so that Blaine could have played a little more? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested. In I'm this. very interested in this as well. And we're recording this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. For our posterity. You and guys it, just And it could be tense. played back like that. <laughs> so with my injury, they, it's been, it's been 40 years, right? Yeah. And so this is, yes. Let's talk, talk about this. Cause okay. it's, it's time. So Cause was, this could have been better for both of us, by the way. So I, You're yeah. going to tell this. It probably would have been. Would anybody have ever asked that question? That's a great question. It's a fantastic question. <laughs> the best of the best would ask that <laughs> yeah, question. See, I'm, I'm loving that, that. And that's not Steve's question. She came up with that one. That's a good question. Yeah. So, Well, my, my Steve came up with that yes. question. <laughs> good job, Steve. So with that injury, they told me I had tendonitis in my shoulder. Yeah. And so to me, I can play with tendonitis. Um, the problem was after most – after probably every – Two games, I went to the hospital, had cortisone shots, and my arm was aching. I couldn't practice Monday. Blaine probably practiced more than anybody ever, and then I came out in games. I'd go out to the games, and I'd go start warming up, and I couldn't do it. I could not throw the football. It hurt. So I'd go in, get treatment, and then I'd come out to the game, and the adrenaline would pump up, and... My arm wasn't as definitely was weak. It wasn't as strong as it was, but I felt like I could play through that. So when I got drafted by the Packers, they said something is definitely wrong with that shoulder of yours. They sent me down to see Frank Job, who is the world-renowned 
uh, orthopedic surgeon down in LA. He laid me on a table. He put my arm back. He goes, does that hurt? I go, yeah. You know, it kills me. And then he put his hand here. And he goes, how about that? He goes, I go, no, that feels okay. He goes, we have to do surgery tomorrow. <gasps> so for 11 games, my shoulder was coming out of socket. Oh mm. my! Every time I was throwing. Gosh. And that was, that's what I was going through. But I did. Nobody, you didn't know it. I didn't know it. Nobody knew it. Because like Blaine says, it probably would have been better for my career. To sit out. If, to sit out and just get, get the surgery right then. And then get ready for the draft and all that he, kind of he, stuff. Because he had enough. Robbie had enough um, in the books, right? Yeah, thirteen and enough, zero. And... Right, he had enough to be a, a high draft pick if he's a hundred percent healthy, right? So, so if he gets surgery before that gets all scar tissue and all that right. in there, and he's hundred percent healthy and he's throwing it like he can throw it, he plays 10, 15 years in the NFL, right? But because he played with it for for eleven games and then in an off, in an off season trying to get ready to go, now it's it's kind of late to go in there and try to fix that even for Frank yeah. Job, right? And so yeah. never could get back where where I think if they do it immediately, he's probably got a chance to come back to full health and be be the same arm that he that he had. And that arm is a big time NFL arm. And That's still went ten and three that year right. and went to the Citrus 11 Bowl. Eleven and three. Eleven and three. Yeah. Yeah. Is it eleven? Yeah, 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 let's get your name. Not, get get me right. They didn't ask me. They, they, hey, right. correct they me. didn't ask me. Yeah, Blaine would have known that. Yes. But because <laughs> <laughs> we were there together, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll say, um, and then the other thing is, at the time, you could not go into the draft as a junior. Right. You had to stay. It wasn't until two oh, years later, wow. Bernie Kosar took it to court. And they said, you can't deny me to work. And so then they passed that, that you could leave what I guess, or yeah, a cause, year earlier. Because for Robbie, that was like Zach last year. After Robbie's junior year, he's, he's a Heisman Trophy finalist. I like got all of these things. It's probably time to go out. And he goes out healthy because you got hurt in the, yep. was it the Temple game? Yep. Got hurt in the yeah. Temple game early in the season. We were back in the vet playing, and he, and he hurt that shoulder throwing. He got hit while he was th in, in throwing motion. And and uh, so if it was a few years later, Robbie probably goes out after his junior year, and then he probably plays 10 or 15 years in the National Football League. So wow. some of it's all And about, then you're a starter. <clears throat> yeah, some, and then I start our senior year, what yeah. would have been his senior year and my senior year, and then who knows what who knows what happens with that. We had a phenomenal defense again that right. year. They could have saved me. I could have just dinked it around and been okay. It, 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 you know what, though? It was a... It would have been a tough decision for me, though. Yeah, we had a phenomenal team coming back. Yeah, everybody really was back. Great yeah, team. Our, our defense was yeah. probably oh. even better. The yeah. only thing that was probably a little bit weaker was our O line because our junior year our oh, O line was man. amazing. But it was it was fun though. No regrets. Right. And, and, okay, here's another one. Just amazing. Okay, we're talking quarterbacks. Okay, so um, who do you think was the most impactful uh, quarterback in BYU history? Not named. Robbie Bosco. Um, I would say Steve Young, by far. And and the reason? And the reason is because um, what he means, what he is, being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and how he's handled himself through all these years, and the pressures that he's been put through. We've all been put through a lot of pressures, and. I just think his level has just been up there a little bit higher than than most of most of us. So if I had to choose one, I, I think he is. I mean, he's a dear good friend of mine, and I love that guy. And um, 
We, 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 we had a lot of fun together in college. Uh, we don't see as much anymore, but um, I think he would be. Um, this is also a question from Steve, and we, I know you guys love each other because there's no way. <laughs> he said, <clears throat> so. I know, I saw, these are guys they are at. So somebody just asked Robbie. Robbie pointed down. Somebody goes, Robbie has long fingers. Did that help him throw tight spirals? <laughs> like people ask the funniest <laughs> Yes, things. it did. They, and yes, that does help because he can grip the ball again. So sorry, Marie, to cut you up. But no, Robbie, no, no. Robbie's like, what's that? I know, I love and, his and, comments. And, and by the way, Marie, Marie has the greatest outfits and shoes during her concerts. All Thank right, you ever so. And, and, and by like the way, look at those shoes. Do you ever see Marie not looking like decked no. out? A million she bucks. Always no. looks a million, she million bucks. bucks. No, no, no. You I, guys, we come to the show. We, we look like even during <laughs> rehearsals <laughs> at the we Stadium like, of Fire. Look, a million bucks. Robbie, Robbie and I. Robbie's, Robbie's got no shoes. I said no shoes, see, no sock keep, policy. I, just, I kept that old BYU dress code <laughs> my whole life. It's a thousand degrees. Marie's out doing rehearsals at Stadium of Fire and looks like a million bucks. So, Marie, this is an important question, though. Yeah, this is this goes. Right this to the is, core. Uh-huh. It says, um, so, Robbie, are you bummed <laughs> <laughs> that so much time has gone by that most people believe that Steve Young was the quarterback that took BYU to the national championship? Sorry. Hon- <laughs> honest that answer. Won it. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, <laughs> Steve, whenever I'm at his golf tournament and he calls my name up there, he always lets everybody know that he was the one that won the national championship. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's so, such a guy thing. It's such a guy thing. It is. But, you know, he has fun with that, but it can't be taken away from us. Yeah. We got him. We got it. And he adores you. He really got the does. hardware. That's um, good. What do you like about Jaron Hall and his chances for this season? That's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah. Now, and that's Marie's question. Now there's some power. <laughs> no. I know Steve's questions and Marie's questions. Uh, we're not done with Steve's yeah, questions oh, either, done, so keep done. going. I think Jaron Hall is going to be a phenomenal football player. He is, and for this year, he's got, he's, he's got experience. He's got more knowledge. Every year you gain knowledge, and it's through learning the, the system learning what to do with the football, learning the timing of when to make the right throw at the right time, when to get out of the pocket. And he does and he does some natural things. So when he gets going, the plays he made against Utah last year were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And when he ran down that sideline, he was just running by everybody. And, and, like, and we didn't even know he had fractured ribs yeah. Yeah, right? while he was doing that. And so – I know everybody's always says if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, he's going to stay healthy. I mean, he, I have no concerns at all for that kid. And uh, I just think he's going to, I think he's going to have a good career in the NFL too. And so what do you think about this year's um, offensive, offensive line compared to the one you had in like 84? Well, in 80, the difference is we had a great offensive line, but those guys, some of the guys, uh, um, what what you got you got Garrick, you had Anai. Yeah. Your I, think, yeah. I think Marie knew Craig. I knew Trevor yeah. Maddox. Trevor Maddox. Yeah, Marie Trevor Maddox. Yeah, Marie knew all those Wong guys. And yeah. Dave Wright. I dated yeah. them all. No, <laughs> no she did. Uh, no. But Jay, but Jay, Jay might have. Most of them, so I hope not. Everybody knew everybody. No. That's true. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's true. But those guys weighed like, they were eight, like 275 pounds. Yeah. yeah. And they, Which they, was big at the time, right? big at the time. I think Louie might have topped out at 280, and he was huge. Yeah, and he was huge. And, you know, they had size, but these guys we have on this team now, they're like, they are massive. Right. And 
they may look big when you see them out there, but when you're up close to them, they are just massive. They're like 6'5 to 6'7, maybe 6'8, one of them. Yeah, uh, Blake Freeland, 6'8, yeah. 310. Yeah. And this Freeland's going to be, he's going to be right up there in the draft. And these guys are 300 plus pounds, so they, they're very good. In fact, a quick story uh, Brooks, who. Chris uh, Brooks, running Chris back. Chris Brooks, who did the portal, I guess, he yeah, came to BYU. From Cal. What, oh. A story that I heard, so I did not hear from him, so I hope this is a true story. One of the reasons why he chose BYU was he was watching film, and he saw Algier running behind this massive offensive line, and he's like, I want to go there. Yeah. Really? I, I want to go there. Why would wouldn't be a part you? Of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we're looking for great things from both those things. Aaron, Aaron Roderick the other day, Rob, um, they were asking about this line. He talked about Blake, who could be, be a top 10 pick. Yeah. And they asked him about um, Kingsley Samatea, the transfer from Oregon, who's top-rated offensive lineman in high school two years ago. He's 6'6 and weighs 330. And Aaron said, he is the most athletic 330-pound human being I have ever seen in my life. And he says, and I've coached some good ones at the U that were big-time. Like, he he had some big-time dudes that played up at Utah. And he goes, this kid is the most athletic 330-pound kid I've ever seen in my life. That's what they got up front. 330? They're big boys. It's going to be fun to watch them. Okay, so you, you got Hall and Nakua and Brooks. Let's say let's say they stay healthy all year. Okay, then with these guys, um, finish this sentence. Okay, uh, what do you think BYU's final record would be if they stay healthy? If they stay healthy, we have twelve games. Yep, mm-hmm. twelve regular season. Yep, um, nine and three. Really? Mm-hmm. If they stay healthy, he and I are like the, we're like. Just Everybody's got to stay healthy. Yeah. One of the, one of the issues with BYU and one of the things that we have to change once we get to the Big Twelve is our depth. Yeah. When we're healthy, our first team guys can play with anybody, mm-hmm. and and we're really good. And then when we bring in other guys, it just drops off, and that that's probably around the nation. Teams just drop off, and so I just don't think our depth is as great as it. As it could but don't you be, think Teriyaki's trying to fix that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we changed his name <laughs> changed, earlier in the show. She, she, did. she officially changed Elisa <laughs> Tuliaki to Teriyaki. If you, you were here. It, it here. sounds better. Hey, sounds delicious. Like it I said, my really husband gets, he gets crazy with my, my it sounds really good. I can't He's wait my to, Teriyaki. I can't, we, we just... You just call him E for short, right? So <laughs> when we see E, I'm going to tell him, by the way, your name officially got Marie's changed by Marie Osmond. Teriyaki. <laughs> he probably would take that from He you. probably would love it. Yeah. I love that. He wouldn't take it from us, but he'd take it yeah, from Yeah, he'll take it yeah. from Marie. <laughs> All right, so our final Steve Young question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from, oh, from my point of view. Okay. Yeah. If Robbie took Marie on a date back before we both, <laughs> we both got married, would you do something more romantic than take me bowling? Oh. <laughs> Steve. Oh. Nice one, Steve. For sure. <laughs> I would at least have you bowl two games, not just one. <laughs> so I would spend a little more money that way. Because it was like a dollar. If you had to get shoes, it was a dollar forty. So. <laughs> Look, at, I, I'm probably not too far Steve from Steve. Steve is frugal. He is. But yes. like when I went on my first date with Karen, I took her to the dollar movie, oh, which, yeah. you know, yeah. I didn't want to spend three dollars on a regular day no because you didn't want to Tuesday invest anything until you knew it was for yeah. real yeah you can go we to the friday night movies the dollar, night. Yeah. The dollar night. night was where you wanted to be oh yeah you know 7-eleven that's where you, you wanted know what to I be. Want. <laughs> this is one class maria question absolutely oh, yes 
What did you do on Wednesday nights? Did you ever go to the Star Palace? Truth. Truth. Now, we've all been to the Star Palace. And I said ever, not just ten times. Did you ever go? Yes. Yes. Wednesday night was ladies' night. (laughs) It was the place. You know Steve Craig was. You know Steve Craig was there. Oh Oh, yes, it's ladies' night. No, Steve was not. Steve Craig did not go. He says no. He's waving that off. He never went. He hated it. You hated the palace. Steve doesn't like to dance. I know, but that's why he likes me. I I can't (laughs) dance. And by the way, in Marie's show, in Marie's show, she always calls somebody up to sing and dance with her, and I swear if she would have ever called me up, I would have destroyed her. <laughs> she never did. Thanks to her agent. He what did, don't you no, dare. Greg, what did all you guys think? Greg goes, he will destroy you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> what did all you guys think back in the day? He is when, that 350-pound guy. <laughs> you got your fellow uh, BYU student here who's, who's lived a completely different life. Um, who's a big shot with bodyguards and number one songs and all that stuff. How, uh, how did you get her to act normal? Well, look it. It's, it's different. <laughs> what she, is that question? She, she was the Michael Jackson of BYU. <laughs> she couldn't go outside. Yeah. But here's another one. I'm going to dog her a little bit on this Do one. Do it. D- dare you. Go for it. Oh, you ready for oh, this? You think I'm a wimp? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> are, you, yes, Nin- are you ready for Bring this? Bring it on. 1986. Okay. Oh, no. I'm playing for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. You do a show in Green Bay. Okay. Are you agreeing with me yet? I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'd call to come see your show. I didn't know Greg yet. 86? That'd be 86 or okay. maybe 87. Maybe, okay. And I never got a return call oh, man. to come see my favorite of all time. Well, I obviously changed my number. I mean, I'll accept that answer. It's been, bugging you. answer. It's been bugging you for a long time, hasn't wow. it? it? Honestly, he came with it. Blaine, do some math. 86, he wanted, 86. I would have responded. 96, 2006, I would have said no and hello, no. <laughs> now that's what I wanted that's, to hear. Okay. 37 years. I can finally sleep at night now. I'm good. 37 years ago. 37 and that's years been bugging ago. him all it's been this time. I never got that. Is that I know. never. Wait, I know. Which, okay. which bugs you more, that or that Cindy Battistone stiffed us on the jazz tickets? Oh, Battistone. Yeah. For sure. That, that bugs We're you We're going to go see Dr. J. Oh, yeah. Dr. J is coming to the... Cindy Battistone's dad was the, the owner jazz. of the jazz. She goes, right? there's two tickets for you and Blaine. You and Blaine. <laughs> at the jazz. We get all the way up there. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> We're like, we know Cindy Battistone. They're like, who? and you are who? We got back in our car and went we back drove to Provo. It feels, like, uh, it feels like we're kind of leading this a is, therapy session, does not it? This is 40 years later. I've that still hurts. i my mind. Thank <laughs> you for bringing that up. That, that's 40 years later. That still he's, hurts, but I didn't realize he's gotten Jeez. dogged twice. Once by Cindy Battistone and once by Marie Osmond. Hey. Yeah. That's hard to live That's with. tough. That's 0 for 2. Ooh, really tough. Two strikes. <laughs> I will It'll say, ruin your life. <laughs> but Maria's come back strong now. Yeah. She's come back strong. All right, let me ask you this, so Robbie. Okay. Um, knowing what you know now, uh, over all these years, um, describe what kind of ambassador Marie has been and is for the BYU community and for the church and for Provo, for that matter. Aww. That's a sweet question. Um 
She is, um, when you think of what BYU is all about, when you think of the honor code and all the things that, why we want to come to BYU, why we want our kids to come to BYU. We want them to be surrounded by great people. Great people with testimonies, great people with desires and good hearts. And I'm not just saying this, and Marie has been the, give me a word, Blaine. She, she's the ambassador for all of that. She, real, she, Aww, real, she, real, she really is. And you're always looking for people to look up to. The Osmond family is, that's really all I knew about what a Mormon was. Right. I knew about the Latter-day Os- Saint. No, I know, but back what? then. <laughs> back then. But hey, back then. Don't mess with Wilfred Woodruff's great-great-great-grandson. Don't mess with Wilfred Woodruff's great-great-great-grandson right Thank here. you, Blaine. But, <laughs> but then when I got to know Marie, way better. Yeah. And super good friends. It's just like, now it all comes together. And I am so grateful for the choices that I've made in my life to be able to come here. And, like life, choices that other people have made to help me come here. And it's been, I, I, would, I don't regret injuries. I don't regret the way my life's gone. I've got a wonderful wife, kids, 12 grandkids. So cool. And it's amazing. And honestly, I mean, Donnie was also a big part of that. Yeah. And those two are some of my favorite people. You're, you're the, hey, I, you're Wade kind. BYU was an answer to prayer for our family because it was at that stage where everybody was getting married and dating and everything. And my parents said, exactly for the same reason, let's take them to an environment where you find people that believe the same things you do, have the same values, you know? And so being a part of that community and going to school there when I, when I did changed my life too. I felt what normal was. And like I said, most of my best friends that I still have now, I met during those BYU years. And having that, that show here and doing Stadium of Fire and all those things that our family loved doing. But um, they're real friends. I'm just Marie. And it's fun for me to do that. I mean, like you said, Greg and Darla, you know? Um, best friends with Steve, my husband. Darla, my best friend ever. At 17, I never met a female I connected with like her. She's the best. That knew everything I loved and understood my world. And, um, and the, most sm- the smartest woman I've ever met. And, uh, and Greg is ridiculous in his smarts. And now they're my, my management team. Yep. But it's like you surround yourself with the best. And BYU was the best. And magical during the 80s. Oh. Magical. Yeah. Hey, our son... I mean, you don't tell him what to do, but Steve's our oldest boy. He graduated from BYU, nice. and that was like just heaven for us. And I, we, our, our other son, Matt's going right now, and I'm not going to push him, but it's BYU, and he really wants to graduate from there. And he's going into in, he's a seminary teacher. Yeah. Oh. And that's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He goes, Mom, I'll never make the kind of money uh, that I would if I were going to be a doctor or a pilot. That's what he was going to do. He said, but I love bringing people to Christ. And um, it was really cool. I said, well, then you just need to marry the, white, the right wife. Yeah. <laughs> you can find one. Exactly. And you can yeah. find that at BYU. Yeah. Yep. Yes, you can. We, we were talking, uh, Robbie and Marie, 
uh, before you, you were here before that we got on the show with, with Steve, with Steve Craig, Marie's husband, and, and Dave and I about that time when we were all at BYU, that yeah. late 70s, early 80s to mid 80s time frame. What I call it Camelot um, for BYU. Very we mentioned cool. Corey Snyder and Wally Joyner were, were, were playing baseball and Rick Aguilera and all these guys, and they're playing in college World Series and the basketball teams. Tina Gunn, Steve and Danny, those guys record. are marching to the Elite oh, Eight, and Tina Gunn. Tina Gunn, gun, come on. Playing, playing As a woman. Out of her mind. Yeah, there, there was just so <laughs> much good going on. And then we're, you know, Jim McMahon setting NCAA records, and then 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 Steve Young's taking us to eleven and one. And then you're taking us to thirteen and zero. We're winning national championships, and BYU's really in the spotlight. It was a magical, magical time. I said to Steve, "I feel like we're about to maybe turn the page and do that again." I do. Do you, is, do you think there's in a all chance? sports across the board? Is that the women's soccer team's ranked number three in the country? I know. Right Volleyball's now. number ten. Volleyball's number ten on the women's side. The the men finished the season ranked in our preseason ranked for the first time in twenty years in football right now. The basketball team has has been been good and, and we talked to Mark. We had Mark on the show, Mark Pope, just a while ago. He feels like he's just assembled the pieces to really compete over the you know, not just necessarily this year, but going into the Big Twelve with what they've got coming. Is this the time where it gets back to Camelot? What do you guys think? Well, I tell you what, it it is around BYU it is super exciting. I mean, here we are finally I mean, we've been independent for a lot of years now. And through all those times, we are wanting to get into a conference. I know some people are like, do they not want to do anything? But it's like you have to be invited first, right? Yeah. And so it finally comes, and we are super excited across the board mm -hmm. in all our sport teams. And nobody's afraid. No one's shying away. And they're just super excited to be playing the Big 12 and week in and week out. And our fans are super excited. So we're, we're ready. This could be The fans be are excited. Yeah. yeah. Or I would say the audience is waiting. The audience yeah. is the waiting. Audience. Well, Steve Baker, she Steve, says, well, he said, she that's says like what a great audience. Finger, These are fans, Marie. <laughs> fingernails on a chalkboard. All right, here's the final question. In our last couple of minutes for, for the two of you, for, for Robbie and, and Marie, and we're so grateful to have both of you here and have so you here good. for, for – um, for as long as you've been able to be here with us tonight, but describe what it is like to step under center for the first play of a game where you can win the national championship if you win the game. What the feeling is like to do that. And Marie, what the feeling is like when you step out on stage before you belt out that first note and you see thousands of people that have paid money to come see you, what that feeling is like. Because I don't think... That's why we all want to be rock stars, because none of us know how it feels. But we imagine it's probably pretty cool. So you're a rock star, a national champion of football. And, and I'm a quarterback. And you're a rock star <laughs> who's a little bit country. Should um, I sing a little bit? What, do you want to Oh, no. No, don't, don't Dude, encourage you guys, me. can we, DJ, get ready to pod I'm this thing down. I'm a little bit quarterback. Get, get him ready to pod this I thing down as soon as Robbie starts singing. I dare you. And I'm a, go ahead. I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> Yes, he's got. I don't have it in me. That, at all. No, Donnie's going to be on the line here any minute. He would sing with me. Robbie would sing with me in the dorms. All right, what, so did, cool. what did it feel like? Okay, so I'm going to go through the Michigan game a little bit. And so, Michigan game coming up to the Michigan game, we're 12 and 0, and the feeling is, if we don't win this game, we're going to be like a dozen other BYU football teams. We're not going to stand out anyway. We're 12-1. and one. It was a great year, yada, yada. 
So in our minds as, as players, we had to win this football game. It meant that much to us. So the, the stands were packed. Jack Murphy Stadium, probably my favorite away place to ever play a game of football, was packed. Reporters all on the sidelines, in the end zone, everything like that. We go out there, getting get, get a good, um, good start to the game. I get hurt. I throw a pass to cause out to the left side. A guy rolls up on my leg. Wasn't it that weasel Mike Hammerstein? Hammerstein. Yep. And he, my, my, uh, my foot gets caught in the turf, and he just keeps rolling, rolling. So, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, that hurts, but I'll get up. So I tried to get up. I couldn't get up. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. This is the first quarter still. And so they brought me in the uh, locker room, and then Blaine took over for a couple, two or three couple series. Two or three series. Two or three yeah, series. Man. Did a great job. Didn't do anything that was going to hurt our team, and just moved it, controlled the ball, and stuff like that. So I'm in the locker room, and I'm the doctors are looking at me and taping me up and everything, and I'm like, they go, you want a shot? You want some pain medication? I said, no, I can't. I mean, I, I'm okay. I feel okay, but I want to be able to have a clear mind, you know, going out there and playing. So I'm walking down the tunnel to get to the field, and I felt more of a superstar right here because I met my dad halfway. Yeah. And my dad wasn't that kind of person. He just kind of, he would stay up in the seats. He would stay behind the fence at practice until Lavelle said, Louie, yeah. come out mm -hmm. here. So that meant a lot to me. And then it was probably one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced. When you come out of the tunnel, then as you, as you, you step on the field and... It was as if all the fans were looking down there, kind of mm -hmm. waiting. And then I stepped out there, and it was it was awesome. Something yeah. like <laughs> the cheers went up. So I mean, I'm feeling. I'm going okay. I'm feeling good. Start warming up, doing some drops, and um, and I'm like, oh man, I can't. I don't know if I can do it. I can't really plant very good on my leg, and they taped it up super tight. So I had a high ankle sprain, some ligament stuff to my knee, and a cracked rib there. And when I say there, my rib. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's right. where a rib is. That's where the ribs are. That's, that's where his rib Thanks, is. Thanks, doctor. So, anyways, <laughs> so I'm like, so then Marv, our trainer, tapes me up again and tapes me up. What, with like duct tape? What do they got? Are you, are you, what are, what's holding you together at this point? That, it's just tape. It's tape from the bottom of my ankle all the way up to my knee, and I go, just go as tight as you can so I can try to move around. So finally I go, this isn't going to get any better. i got to get into the game. So I go over to Mike Holmgren, who was our quarterback coach, and doing the plays. I'm like, I'm ready. He looked at me like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going in. So I ran in. I go, Blaine, let's go. Sorry. <laughs> Twice this happened to me. Steve did it once hook. too. Steve yeah, did it once to I me know. too in the Ohio State game. Like, what are you doing out here right now? So the great thing <laughs> is I got, I got in the huddle, and I could just feel it. I could feel, I could feel the look in all my teammates' eyes that here we go, let's go, and so that was a feeling that I've never experienced. Yeah. And then, boy, we made some crazy mistakes in that game. And uh, in fact, one time, Dog and Steve, Steve used to do our games, 
slide through a pass <laughs> to cause, and it hits them, bounce up in the air, and they pick it off. And Steve, like, Steve was crazy. If you go, I want to watch games with Steve and me quarterbacking. Oh, he was gosh. just not very nice to me. <laughs> he just like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that read by Robbie. Oh, <laughs> so then he goes. He was, he was playing in the USFL in the spring. Right, so, so he was he back come to help do, games. do our games. He's calling our games. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like Steve doing our games. <laughs> no. He loves know. doing them. I know. Oh, yeah. he, 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 you know, he's, real, he's one of the best he, now. He knew what he was talking about, though. That really made And so mad. he's like, oh. Not a good pass by Robbie. Threw it behind him. You know, he's just, I don't know if he can go out there. They show the play in slow motion. And cause goes like this. Boom. Bounces up. Steve goes, oh, that was a pretty good pass. <laughs> Thank you, slow Thank you, motion. Steve. Thank you, television. Thank you, Steve. Yes. Play, play so, back. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, did, we made some mistakes. There, there were times where, man, I don't know if we're going to beat these guys. And then it came down to we're down by a touchdown. Under, I, I'm not sure the exact time, five minutes to go in the game. And we have to drive 88 yards one time. That was the pass to cause. And then we get the ball back, and we're going down, and we're just kind of picking them apart, moving down, moving down, moving down. The game's tied. Yep, 17-all. 17-all. And now the thought is, do we leave it in the foot of Lee Johnson? And I said, no, no we way. don't. We're not. You can't trust the kicker. I mean, ever. you got you got. Now Lee Johnson was really good, but I get it. Lee Johnson was great, but it, it wasn't just it wasn't Lee Johnson. I have no problem with Lee Johnson. It's the snap. It's the hold. Yeah. You it's can't the trust the kick ever. It, it is just <laughs> Mark no, Wilson made that mistake in the '79 <laughs> yeah. Holiday Bowl, and so there's a lot of pressure on that too, right? There's a lot of pressure. So a tie. We're 12 0 and one. No no extra sudden death in college football right. then. Right. So we're just a regular team. So we're going to go down and try to win this game. So call a play. Kelly Smith, it's like third and three. Kelly Smith's supposed to come out of the backfield and just hook up where I can throw, give him the ball on the first down. The two guards get beat, and then I step up. They get hands on me, but they can't get me. I just He's Houdini. It, Too was, elusive. it was all those squats. <laughs> I Too did elusive on one oh leg. Gosh. I may have been one of the strongest of squats guys on the team. All the squats you did, both of them. Did you the say squats? Squat? Squats, like lifting weights. He said he did I a lot know, of squats. I'm teasing him. Twice he did so squats. So anyways, we None do that. None of that's confirmed. Go ahead. I step up in the pocket. Kelly Smith, this is a very long answer for what you asked. It's, it's 10 minutes. Go on. Kelly Smith moves forward like he's supposed to. Yeah. Team out of the corner of my eye, make the throw, catch, yada, yada, game over. Champion. And so... The feeling of on that stage being able to make the plays when you have to make the plays, our team did it all year long. Yeah. There were probably five games that year that we could have easily lost, but they stepped up and made plays. And So that feeling as you're walking back out of the locker room <clears throat> with the crowd, that rush of he's back, we're going we're gonna to go win this game. When you take it over to uh, to Marie, for you when you go on stage, um, whether it's uh, 30,000, 50,000, um, or Saturday night, will there be 5,000 or 8,000? I'm not sure how many of the serious show. But it's people that have gone out of their way to wait for you, and then you come out. What What is the feeling of, of being a star? How do you describe that? that? That What's the rush? For me? Yeah. 
I don't think that way. You don't feel it? I don't no. think that way. To me, I am honored for them to be there. Because it's their, like you said, it's their time. Like in Vegas for 11 years, meet and greets, you know. They paid $300 to take a picture with you. And that, I, that was not acceptable for me. So I would stay probably two hours longer just so that everybody felt they were getting their money's worth, hopefully. But I sincerely love people. I'll never forget one of the first moments where it hit me that the Donnie and Marie show was around the world. This is one of my, my first time. Well, the first one was doing Paper Roses at, at, uh, uh, in New York at the, God, my brain just went dead, the big arena there. Madison Square, Square Garden. Gardens, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was crazy. But this was, we, we were over in Europe, and we were doing our world tour, and we landed, I think it was like 3 or 4 in the morning, and there were thousands of people waiting at the airport to just wave. And it just, it just got my heart. And so every time I step on a stage, I am honored whether it's 50 people or whether, because there, there are celebrities that just will cancel a show. I'm like, why? No. These people love, people that, celebrities that are late and starting and things like that, I think that says I'm more important than you. And for me, they are the most important. Because, and they don't care if you're sick. I've done shows exactly, you know, I've been throwing up. One show I passed out, Donnie covered for me, I went back out. You know, you just, you do what you got to do to get the show done. Because they don't care if you're sick. They don't care if you're limping. They don't care. They want to see you. Yeah. And they want you to make them feel better for that hour and a half or whatever it is. So to me, it's the honor of it. It's, um, it's humbling to step, like you said, you step out of that in, into the uh, crowd and they start getting it's just like whoa because I think we're there's no difference in anybody I believe that we are all the same in and we just have different jobs and you know whether it's a few people or the people around you at work or your team or whatever it is my crew my band um, as the quarterback what it, you do exactly the same thing is we keep it a, a we thing and never a me thing and and the, the audience is the biggest component in that for me i mean i'm that answer it's it, yeah it's like uh it's you're the medicine <laughs> exactly. i just recently with his album i've been doing some shows not a lot i've been actually first time in my life i'm spending time with my sweetheart because uh we we lost 25 years yeah. together you asked him what i asked him what's your you know, what causes a successful marriage he says stay apart for 25 years um <laughs> 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 but the shows that i have been doing and i'm doing a huge christmas tour and things like that um i get these things from people that say i came here depressed i read your you know your sunday messages or whatever like that on social and i knew that if i saw the show i would feel better and i did that's music that's the medicine and we need that right now more yep. than ever. We need sports. We need anything we can to pull people out of the last two years because I don't believe in fear. Yeah. I, I, I will never live in that place, you know. Marie released her first recorded solo paper, Roses, in August this month of 1973, which was just the other day. Isn't that crazy? Hit number one a few weeks after her 14th birthday, which no, was just 13th. the other day. I recorded at 12 and a half. Or thirteenth birthday. See, I have to correct his stats. Yep. Yeah, no. Uh, Wikipedia's. <laughs> but the stat all over does the remain place. that it's the, the youngest overall solo artist to reach number one on Billboard's Hot Country. Um, I still hold chart. that record. Still hold that. Be at the Shell Saturday night, the Orem Sura Shell, eight o'clock. 
Tickets along the hillside grass are still a few left at sera.org, S-C-E-R-A.org. You can also buy at the door if there's any remaining. She'll also be in Lincoln City, Oregon, September 9th and 10th at the Chinook Winds Casino. And, uh, boy, we're just honored to have you here. You're so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Did I say all that right? But isn't it true how similar? It's a very similar world, and I, I do yeah. love sports. I, I love it. And it's an honor. You guys, seriously, this was so much this fun. This is great. So Thank I think, you. what do you think, Blaine? I think, well, let's ask Robbie, because this was a tester. To see if she could To see if she could us. become a regular on the show uh, by her, how this interview went with oh. you. Oh, for sure. Felt pretty good about it. But I would just let her do her own questions. Yes, please. Steve's questions were <laughs> bogus. So you don't want, you wouldn't like any more of Steve's? No. More of Marie's? No. Just Marie's were really good. Well, all right. So Steve's you, questions were bogus. You've got a standing invitation written. on our show. What's with the Barbie doll? I, Marie, I don't. It, there's Sorry, a lot I'm of unanswered we questions need to go, here. Probably. I, I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered there's, there's, questions. I, what's, what's with the baby in the diaper? What's it? Okay. It, it's this eclectic collection of BYU stuff oh. is what yeah, it is. that's what it is. So if you just kind of look around, and she found a place on my mic stand, there she is. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> so Every week we... <laughs> just ignore it. We end this show every week with a quote from Lavelle Edwards. Yes. And Blaine, before you read that, uh, we want to say next week, Air Force pilot Major Clark Heyman and musician Caleb Chapman will be here. Caleb's going to play Rise and Shout on his saxophone. Cool. August 30th, Brandon Doman... And BYU's new women's head basketball coach, Amber Whiting. And once we get into September, Will Snowden, Brian Keel, golf coach, Kerry Roberts, former linebacker, Brandon Ogletree, baseball coach, Trent Pratt, Dan Forsman, five-time PGA Tour winner with a very unique BYU story. He'll be here along with Ed Eyestone. So that's all coming up. Well, and we'll, I, I think in September we'll get Steve on. But when Steve comes, Steve Young comes. Oh, I'll be here. I'm, I'm gonna. We're, I'm gonna let Marie can and, I, and can Robbie. Can I write the questions? Oh, oh yeah. Or you can zoom in wherever you're at in the world. Just we'll zoom get in. Steve on, and we'll zoom him in. Zoom. We won't even tell him you're coming on. We we'll just pop. You I'll on. do it. I, I I've got a few questions that I like. I'm sure you do. Will you write me some questions for him? Yes, We'll do it when we bring Steve on for sure. It's interesting so. that Steve is uh, all about yeah, this quote we, we, we thought since since I talked to Steve this week and he gave us some questions for Rob, just for fun. Those were all for fun, of course. But Lavelle, um, he said this about Marie's good friend, Steve Young. He said, here's a guy that is, is really a talent. He's the best athlete we've ever had. He could run. He developed into a good thrower. He's smart. He's intense. He could make it in the movies, really. He's got it all. He was coachable, but he had his own ideas. He never let up, not even in practice. I'd take Steve Young every year, is what Lavelle said about our, so our, our, all of our friends, Steve Young. That's sweet. So, yep. And yet he took you bowling. Yes, he did, and I loved it. I had the best time. To beat him? He spent a dollar. I tried to lose, okay? <laughs> I tried <No>. to lose. <laughs> so. I, I had a great time. Well. Robbie Bosco, national champion, and Marie Osmond, international superstar on The Wise Guys. The podcast will be up tomorrow, and uh, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, ysguys.com will have this show up all the time. Yep, you can get it. And can they get it on – they can go get it on YouTube as well. So you can just go get the entirety of the show on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but, you know what? Sh- uh, tell me the link. I'll post it on my social. Okay, we'll oh, yeah. do it. We'll, we'll send do that it. to you. But, but basically, your, your, your link to anything, just go to ysguys.com. You can – you can find the podcast and wherever you find your podcast, but if you want, you know, you, there's links there to the YouTube channel and all of that, and you can watch the whole thing as many times as you want, or you can take take it in chapters on you on the on podcasts. So. Best of luck to you Saturday night, you guys. Seriously, yes. thank you. This has been so, so glad much to have the two, of you, the two of you in. It was fun reminiscing even before the show. Loved it. Yeah, we'll see you at practice on Thursday, <laughs> and we're back next week for an all new Wise Guys. Uh, thank you. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you later.
so fun, you guys. Thank good. you. Just the best.